Okay. Wow, that was intense. Chad, haven't you ever heard that? I know you're young, but haven't you ever heard that? Oh, uh, no. What's it up? goes, one dark night in the middle of the day, three dead boys got up to fight back to back and facing each other. They drew their swords and shot each other. The death policeman heard the noise and came and rescued the three dead boys. If you don't believe this lie is true, ask the blind man. He saw it too. <laughs> <laughs> That's elaborate. I like it. Uh, you have to be old in order to hold that again. Well, I'm kind of old. I hadn't heard that one before. I like it. Was that a uh, record player, or where did you first hear that? Uh, like an old <laughs> fable. <laughs> it seems like there was an old lady who lived in the shoe. Had so many children, she didn't know what to do. Yeah, she lives in Baltimore. She lives in Baltimore. <laughs> the old lady in the shoe. Have y'all got yeah. your jack wagons okay. ready? Got some jack wagons? Got some lead head brigade heroes? Rick's like, what the hell? I don't Yeah, you don't know what that is. Ty doesn't. Chad does. Chad's been in enough times, he knows. He's freezing up too, look. Yes. You got that Keltec internet going. <laughs> wow. <laughs> not, not, not enough hours in the day. Do you know I've got about uh, 71 miles on my leg since we left Sturgis? Wow. Seven, wow. Been walking a yeah. bit, huh? Dude, yeah. The day that we came home. and how, that was, You're uh, like Forrest Gump. I know. <laughs> Jenny, where's Todd? Did you you gave him a little permission to go away, and he not only made coffee, but who uh, you talking about, Gabe? Gabe, sorry, sorry, sorry Ty. Yeah, I don't sorry. know. Maybe he went to the shitter. I, <laughs> he just said I'll be right back, and that was like ten minutes ago. That's what I'm wondering. You gave him a link, and it went right to a porn site. <laughs> One thing led to another. He's... Now he's worshiping the devil. I think nice. he's sitting there and it just froze. He's probably he's probably like talking to us right now. And... He's banging on it. I'm right here. <laughs> yeah. I'm right here. So, um, yeah, this is going to be the recap show. The and what are we calling ourselves? What's our travel team called? The band. The band. What was that name you came Stop. up with, Ty? SGTC. Oh, that, that group name. Yeah. I forgot what that was. BMMC. Oh, let me pull like it up. BMMC. It, uh, <laughs> <laughs> it was funny. It was. It, it, when you guys see me, do you see more than just my head? Your shoulders. <laughs> You're not wearing. You're not wearing pants. Oh, okay, no, it's no. I'm the reason I ask is all of you guys look like I can see part of your room and all of that, but on for me, all I can see is like my big ass head. You gotta get a better camera. Yeah. I mm. see. Uh, what is that in the background? Motivation. That picture. Oh, it's a picture of uh, three crosses on a hill. Oh, uh, okay. Marty, you might not be able to listen to this. Satanist. Um, Satanism. It just says, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believed in him should not perish for everlasting life. BMMC. And the other two were criminals. The GBBMC. Bold Moves yeah. Motor Club. 
club. When did you guys come up with that? Bold Moves Motor Club. After, uh, <laughs> After the flying the RV. <laughs> oh, Bold Moves. <laughs> yeah. Ty kept saying, bold move, bold move, bold, bold move. <laughs> was yeah, was like, anybody sleeping in the back? Yeah. Up from the dead, they arose? Yeah. I think Chad. Uh, lucky. One. Oh, Lucky. Lucky was. Yeah. The three of us were up front. So. I'm sure Lucky was like Spicoli. He woke up from that and was like, whoa, dude. <laughs> he, he was into slumber, yeah. <laughs> we awoke him rudely from his slumber. All right, let's go ahead and start. We'll we'll let Gabe chime in when he gets here. I don't know what he's doing. You shut up, Margaret. I'm gonna do this interview right now. Shut up when you're talking to me. Hey, sorry. Did you go pinch one off? Oh uh, man, I had to poop. You like you know. We're about to spell your name G A Y B. Yeah, I was gonna say the view must have started, so he was. <laughs> and making sure he didn't miss anything. Yeah, you know, I, I watch that show every single day. I wouldn't miss it. I've got it DVR'd right now, so. Well, that's good. I don't normally <laughs> record this early, but uh, Ty, just for you, buddy. Just for you. Because all those meetings that you have scheduled today. <laughs> we got it. We got it going on. So, Leadheads, welcome back to another episode of the Talking Lead Podcast. I am back. I took a couple of weeks off, and uh, this is the reason why our uh, video viewers can see here. I've got my traveling crew, the uh, BMMC Club, and we'll go into the details of what that is uh, in a minute. But just got back from Sturgis a few days ago. We were up there for this event called GunFest. It's the first annual GunFest that they had, and we're going to talk a little bit about that. We're going to talk about our trip. And uh, we're going to take care of some jack wagons and all that before we get into it. But first, I'm going to go ahead and introduce my panel of distinguished guests. And uh, we'll start with the, the most the most well-known. Uh, bottom left on my screen, ladies and gentlemen, we have the Chad from Caltech. Chad, welcome back. Hello, everyone. Nice beard. Nice uh, whiskey display you've got up there, too. Is that your, is that your office office? Uh, Beowulf. Yeah, we're going to talk about that, too. We'll talk about that also. Uh, new whiskey hitting uh, America by storm. This is a trophy. Space Ghost. <laughs> I thought that was a Jack Daniels bottle. I love that. You won that? It actually is. They just replaced the label. That is cool. I like that. You won that with Lucky Spike. Also uh, joining us from Caltech. To my far right on the on the screen, you lead heads that are watching, we've got Ty. Ty, he's an engineer there at Caltech. This is your this is actually your first official appearance, but you made a cameo on one of our uh, episodes. Yeah, without my consent, you used my picture. Just <laughs> my. Aspect. I had full permission from uh, from the Chad. Ah, uh, okay. Yep. I think he actually even sent that to me, but. Did you pocket the royalties from that, Chad? Chad's oh. froze. Frozen on the. And then, um, to here. to my bottom middle, and I think this is your second bottom time on the show. We met him at I think the 2019 Shot Show, uh, 
Rick Stewart with American Zealot Productions. Welcome in, Rick. Hello, Hello everyone. And you're out on the the left coast joining yes. us today. Who's in a wind tunnel? Somebody's hitting their microphone. Who's in a wind tunnel? And then a blast from the past joining us, ladies and gentlemen. We've not heard this uh, gentleman on the podcast for quite a while, and we're glad to have him back. Give me a big round of applause for Groupie Gabe, Leadheads. Woo! Groupie Gabe is back. Gabe Wren, welcome back. Glad to have you. We're uh, making milk raw again, one glass at a time. There you go. Groupie Gabe. You're going to give us some uh, impressions today? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, we could. Yeah, I, I think I think we should have some visitors today during the show. <laughs> some visitors, okay. Just sporadic visitors. Little Steve. I've been working on the Sesame Street cast lately, so. Oh, okay. Chad, your your connection sucks. You're cutting in and out, buddy. Your Skype sucks. No. Yeah, it's not. Okay. Everybody else is coming in great. Fantastic. I, 1999 called. They want their Skype back. <laughs> My laptop, my laptop is literally on fire right now. It's so hot. That's why I had a fan on it. I had to, I had to, I had to take the last ten updates off my Mac just to download Skype. Ask, uh, <laughs> ask George if you can turn the air down to seventy four. It is. Is it down to seventy four? Down in Florida. Yeah. It's, yeah. So guys, we uh, we're going to talk about our trip. And one of our, our traveling buddies couldn't join us. Lucky with Hard Luck Chain. Is that what Chain Design? Hard Luck Chain Art. Hey, Hard Luck Chain Art. There you go. Uh, would love to hear from Lucky, but he, apparently he doesn't have internet or a laptop. So He hasn't had a car. He doesn't have a car. Is that what you said? He hasn't had one in 15 years. So he's a he's a true biker. He barely has a cell phone, so he definitely doesn't have a laptop or any other sort of computer. So anything we say about Lucky, just know he's not here to defend himself. But uh, <laughs> he's going to be a target today, I think. Uh, he's a great great guy. I enjoyed meeting him. It was fun uh, getting to know him and and all you guys a little bit better. Uh, I think for a how many days was that freaking trip? Like four a days. A lot of them. And then the way back. So from Cocoa Beach, you guys started in Cocoa Beach, and then we went from Cocoa Beach all the way to Sturgis, South Dakota. You guys picked me up in Nashville. I uh, picked Gabe up, and we picked Rick up at the airport in Nashville, uh, and we proceeded from there. But before we get into that that tale of our, our travels, our Sturgis vacation, we need to take care of some jack wagons and honor some Leadhead Brigade heroes so, Gunny, bring that train in. Hoorah, Semper Fi, do or die, hold them high at 8th and I. It is time for the Talking Lead Jack Wagon of the Week, so brace yourself, baby. All right, so I've got a Jack Wagon that I want to take care of today. And this one comes out of Louisiana. There's a Louisiana man chose the cheekiest of places when he needed to find a quick hiding spot for his gun. Justin Savoy, 24, pleaded guilty Friday to weapons charges after police in the town of Golden Meadow, if we got any listeners out in Golden Meadow, 
who were arresting him late last year on a separate matter. They discovered he had stashed a loaded 25 caliber Titan pistol in his buttocks. <laughs> Police had taken Savoy into custody after they responded to suspicious activity in a home he was occupying with a female. Cops said they discovered Savoy possessed a handgun, marijuana, drug paraphernalia during an initial search. Multiple other firearms were discovered in his truck, not in his buttocks, at the scene. Uh, but Savoy was being strip searched after his arrest. Police reportedly found the additional surprise weapon concealed in his ass. Uh, mm. <laughs> so. For our listeners who don't know what a Titan is, and I'll share my screen here with uh, with you guys too. Are you familiar with what the Titan twenty five caliber looks like? I'm sure Rick is. That is a Titan. It doesn't sound small. <laughs> it's it's kind of small, but I mean relative to to where it's going, I guess. Uh, amateur status. <laughs> That's amateur status. It's like jumbo shrimp. Gabe could actually put a can on that, a suppressor, and still conceal that. Hold on. There you go. Hold on. Let me bring Just it got back. That one out. Got that one out of the old prison wallet. <laughs> the old prison pocket? Yeah. Hold on. There oh, he's go. got more. Mm. Nice. So the guy was sentenced to a five-year suspended prison sentence during a district court appearance. Five years suspended. What does that mean? That means he got five years, but it's a suspended sentence based on the fact that he doesn't yeah. do anything stupid again. It means he received three years probation and an order to serve 90 days in the parish jail. So, so if they find him for guns in his butthole, then he goes to prison. So he basically got a little slap on the wrist there. What's that like, Ty? Prison or key string? Key string, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm both Can you design a holster for that? Hmm. A flexible holster. I like that idea. I think we're onto something on the side. So here's a here's another funny uh, jack wagon here. Two teenage brothers uh, from Somerset, New Jersey, are charged with criminal homicide after cops stumbled on them trying to dump a dead body in the woods in Pennsylvania because they left their hazard lights on. <laughs> the troopers approached a blinking silver Subaru and a parked Audi just after midnight and found uh, this dumbass, this jack wagon, lying on the ground in the woods wearing a glove and a bloody shoe, prosecutor said. As they detained the young teen, his brother Anthony ran toward the car wearing blood-stained clothing and carrying gloves. He was promptly arrested. <laughs> Troopers then found a dead man's body in the woods near the Audi, which contained blood and a large knife on the passenger side floor, prosecutors said. The initial investigation indicates the unidentified male approached to who uh, appeared to have stab wounds uh, about his head, neck, upper chest, arms. Both cars, the victims, and the knife were all found within 100 feet of each other. And that was because they had their hazard lights on while they were doing this. <laughs> Definitely jack wagons. How about you guys? You got any jack wagons? Anybody uh, 
that needs to be called out is doing something dumb or being stupid. Chad, I know you probably got a couple you want to throw on the jack wagon train. Um, y'all ever seen a 55 foot RV <laughs> hit, a, hit a downspout about four feet in the air? <laughs> no, uh, jack wagon. Uh, it's always the same for me. It's anybody that's a leftist, communist, socialist in America. Just go somewhere else. Just leave the rest of us alone and go somewhere else. Alyssa knows a thing or two about firearms. The gun store where she works and the folks she instructs would vouch for that. She spends most of her time on the range and in the classroom, teaching others about firearms and the fundamentals of shooting. On her days off, you'll likely catch her somewhere in the backcountry with her favorite firearm, a Kel-Tec KS-7. At just over 26 inches, this short, slim second cousin to the KSG is lighter, but no less lethal. The shotgun's 18.5-inch barrel offers plenty of velocity, and its ample magazine tube provides a healthy dose of firepower with its 7-plus-1 shell capacity, her go-to for home protection. Alyssa loves the carry handle and fiber optic sight she got on her first KS7, but is equally enamored with the Picatinny rail kit she put on her second. Why settle for one when you can add another to your already awesome collection of kel Innovation. Performance. kel -Tec. How about uh, Liz Cheney uh, getting defeated? Woohoo! Yeah, she got hammered. That was good news. So we'll switch gears now. We'll go to the Leadhead Brigade Heroes. So this is the opposite of jack wagons, Rick. So people who are doing something good, making a difference. Unless Gabe's got a jack wagon. You got a jack wagon? Uh, am I frozen? A little bit, yeah. Wow, that's weird. I'm I'm not actually doing that right there, whatever that is. Oh, wait. Hold on. I also have a hero. Um, Y'all ever seen a 55-foot RV hit a... <laughs> <laughs> Go you know, ahead. I'm putting myself under the bus on this one. Um, putting the keys not in the ignition, but into the lock for the steering wheel. I'd say that probably qualifies. How about Locking trying up. to turn? How about trying to turn a Harley on with a key? That's like, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. I'm just you know, being vague about it, but <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I would nobody can attack me. I don't know if you guys remember this, but when we were on our trip uh, a week ago, Ty put his key in the motorcycle <laughs> and tried to start it. It's because I'm a bagger guy. That's what it is. Right, because baggers start with a key, too. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have bags anymore. Not anymore. You guys should see the bike. It's been chopped up. The headlights don't work. New handlebars. Seems legit. It's a real train wreck. You'll like it. All right, so here's a hero from Leadhead Corey Brown. He sends me this, says, Hey, Lefty, I would like to nominate my son and all parents who teach their kids gun safety and how to shoot at a young age. In the attached video, it showcases my best friend Steve and his three-year-old daughter, Lily. This is Lily's first time shooting a real gun. My proud father moment is when my four-year-old son informed Steve that the rifle is not on safe and wasn't afraid to push the issue even when told no and to get a grown-up's help. P.S. The rifle is mine, and I kind of feel, feel like a jack wagon for not showing Steve how the gun functions. Definitely showcases what assuming gets you, LOL. Kudos to my little man, Coulter, for keeping up, for keeping us old farts in line. 
So here's the video. I'm going to play the video. I, you guys won't be able to uh, to hear it, uh, but our listeners will. So let me share my screen with you. So this is the video he's talking about here. A little suppressor? Yeah. Yeah. Suppressed 22. Heck yeah. So he's giving her instructions. And then the little man pops up. That's the same thing. That's what keeps it from going off by itself. He said it's on fire. <laughs> it's on fire. It's like it's not safe. He, he's continuing to yell at him. He's like, hey, it's not on safe. <laughs> now they're putting it on safe. Future FUD. <laughs> he's, he's got his iPro on. Look at that. Yeah, and it's silent. It's suppressed, so they, and it's a 22, so they don't need ear pro. So there you go. Good job, Coulter. We need uh, more people like you, Corey, and this gentleman right here teaching, teaching them young. And, Gabe, that brings me to you. That's why I wanted you to have your little show-and-tell ready for us. Uh, you oh. were showing me this prior to us recording. Your son uh, was fortunate enough to get a twenty-two pistol for his uh, birthday. Share, he was, share, yeah. Share that with yeah. us. So a friend of mine gave him uh, a twenty-two forty-five, um, which is a great little gun. And then we outfitted it with an Atlas Defense Suppressor. Nice. And we just had Joe Moe on the AK Corner. So for those that are listening, if you hadn't had a chance to go back and listen to this month's AK Corner, go check it out. We got Joe Moe on, and so good episode. Go check that out. So that's a hell of a present, especially with a can on it. <laughs> he got a twenty-two can on his, his gun, too. Yeah. That's a very nice birthday present. Yeah, I mean, for, for a two-year-old, I think it's totally appropriate. You know? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> He's not two. <laughs> no, he's a he's a teenager now, man. It's uh, it's pretty wild. Yeah, he was big. He he came in camera there earlier. I was like, oh my gosh. Yeah, I'm yeah, old. He's, up. I he's old. uh he's 13 now. And and keep and keeping him uh, educated and informed on the firearms. Love it. Yeah, we used to. It's kind of interesting. You talk about that little kid that was doing safety. We used to do this thing when he was young. Is I had a little airsoft gun and I would leave it around the house. And every time he would find it, he would come and get me, and we would clear it and we'd put it away. Yeah. And, and it was kind of like this game we always played. Well, one day when I had the shop, um, I came home and nobody was here, and I just took my my forty three out and I put it on the counter, went and grabbed a shower, and uh, and he came in and he and he was probably. I don't know, seven, eight years old at the time. Mm-hmm. And he goes, hey, Dad, you left your gun on the counter. Like, just not even thinking about the thing that we used to do. And I'm like, all right, clear it, put it away. He clears it, puts it in the hand safe. You know, I mean, it was just one of those things where you train them and train them and train them to respect it, and then they know what to do when they come across it. Yeah, absolutely. Education's key. You got to teach them yep. young, too. Definitely. What about you guys? You got any uh, heroes? To honor anybody doing anything good to make a difference in our community, Rick? Well, the little kids video kind of made me think uh, back to just recently, and in, in, I live in Eugene, Oregon. Um, but in the what were you thinking category, <clears throat> there's a, a building downtown. I'll just 
leave it that I'll send you the pictures. You guys will get a kick out of it. Okay. Um, but in the building, there were two businesses that were in the same building and each put up a sign to, you know, to acknowledge who they were. Um, one of the companies was, a like a, uh, uh, I believe it was a CPA type thing. It was Bonin CPA or something like Bonin. Um, and then the little business or shop that occupies the same area is my little children. And so they both put up their signs on the front of the building. So when you drove out of and looked right at it straight on, the sign reads, boning my little children. <laughs> I have no idea what these idiots were thinking, you know, when they put that up on the building. They've since taken it down. but um, oh, I would hope so. Oh my but gosh. I did get a picture of it so that I could prove that they were actually. You've got to gotta put that up on the interwebs, on the yeah, Instagram interwebs. On the World Wide Webs? Yeah. The World Wide Web to go with my Skype and AOL. Yeah. And your MySpace? <laughs> and MySpace, yeah. <laughs> well, I think I think Chad really ought to be make that heroes list. He let six of us uh, in one motorhome <laughs> and had the patience and fortitude to stay with it uh, for the 11 or 12 days that you guys were on the road, so absolutely, um, and uh, that's as a, good, a hero. Good segue into uh, our our main topic here. So, Gunny, get that train out of here, and uh, let's talk Sturgis now. So, Chad came up with this bright idea <laughs> to rent an RV. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll we'll start from there. Uh, the Gunfest Sturgis. Chad's uh, thinking of ways how he can get his bike out there. <laughs> for for this event go from there chad tell us about your maniacal plan um well this would be the third year uh two years ago um i did the same thing with the same rv uh fortunately for me rick was able to come and uh ride with me and document a bunch of <clears throat> really neat stuff you know, going all through the Black Hills, and we wanted to do uh, sort of a kind of a biker slash Caltech gun documentary um, ad to sort of uh, put ourselves in that market. Because uh, if you go to Stur well, you've been to Sturgis, you can see that there's a lot of people there that have Second Amendment patches, <clears throat> um, you know, American flag patches. There's tons of uh, American patriots there a lot a lot, a lot of patriotism of, uh, floating around that place yeah yeah a lot, a lot of prior military um you hear it from just about every stage uh, every time a band plays you know they they uh they play songs for our military members and our our first responders it's just a you know it's a, it's an it's basically a giant all-american fest you know that happens to have a bunch of motorcycles at it um but all these people um well, I shouldn't say all of them, but the vast majority of those people, they carry firearms, they love firearms. So yeah, we wanted to sort of uh, kind of capture that, um, you know, uh, on camera and also experience all that stuff. And plus there's some pretty amazing uh, classic American monuments out there in South Dakota. Uh, and we did visit a few of those and, and caught those Mount on camera Rushmore as well. Mount Rushmore being one of those. Yeah. Yeah, that's a big one. That's the big one, really. But uh, yeah, so it was um, that was the idea two years ago. And then last year, um, we didn't do the RV thing. Uh, you know, there was the, the COVID crap, all kinds of stuff going on in the country. And 
it just it just didn't work out to where we could do it. And so this year we did a, a re-up on the RV and we rented that from uh, these awesome people I know here locally. And uh, yeah, we just we picked everybody up, went up to uh, Sturgis, uh, South Dakota. And this year some organizers put together a thing called Gunfest. And uh, basically exactly what it sounds like, a gun festival. So uh, several manufacturers uh, joined us, uh, IWI Springfield, um, SIG off the top of my head. And uh, there was Silencer a few more. Silencer Central was there. Um, yep. Who else was there? A couple Walter. More. Quite a few. Yeah, Walter was yeah, there. Yeah, quite a few vendors. Yeah, and this is the first year um, of it being an organized gun fest uh, as such. So... Uh, hopefully next year, you know, we we gave them a lot of feedback. I know you guys gave them a lot of feedback as well. And, uh, I think next year will be even bigger and better. And if they continue to do this, I think it's going to be a huge success. Um, Friday was slow. Saturday was picking up. And then Sunday was, was pretty busy. Yeah. Not what we're used to in the industry. Uh, however, I think next year, now that it's... Well, it's not what they're um, used to up there either. And that's, you know, I think that's... Right. One of the big problems is, That's, you know, they just got to get the word of mouth going on it, and you got to start somewhere. You know, you got to have your first event before you can have the second one. So, so you guys started in Cocoa Beach. Chad cut out there. I'll I'll pick up. And uh, Ty, you you're part of the initial crew there, starting off at, at Cocoa Beach. Talk about your your drive from Cocoa Beach to um, Nashville. Murfreesboro, where you guys came to pick me up. It's just the two of you at that, or no, actually there's three, because Lucky, I forget Lucky, so Lucky's there too, so the three of y'all. Right, so let me start off where we manufacture in Cocoa. I don't think you've made it out there yet. There is a difference between Cocoa Beach and Cocoa. Everything's Cocoa Beach to me, because I Beach. love Cocoa Beach. <laughs> All right, fair enough. So we started off, Chad told me to uh, get there at nine o'clock and he was super impatient and I rushed and got there. And uh, Wait, are we going back to the jack wagon train? I, you know what? We should include him on this. Yeah. Because he was so desperate to leave at nine o'clock and we didn't leave until I think four or five, something like that. So we, we got a nice delay right off the gate. Um, but we got four bikes loaded up. Met you out there. Chad did a lot of the driving at first. I so was it just sleep. uneventful from from Florida to? It was. To it was. I just I slept that time. He <laughs> slept the whole time. Chad drove I, the whole way because uh, we did. know Lucky didn't drive. He did not. No, I don't think we would trust that to happen. <laughs> Absolutely not. Um, other than that, no, it was it was pretty smooth. Okay. And then you popped out as soon as we got there. So. And uh, let me clarify why we wouldn't trust Lucky to drive the RV is because uh, he hasn't had a four-wheel vehicle in 15 years. He's an actual biker and probably rides more than anyone we all know combined. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, putting him behind the wheel of a massive RV, we're about we're right at about 70 feet long with the trailer. So, yeah. Yeah, it was massively long. Um, so long that you couldn't get it into my subdivision or we didn't want to risk it. We didn't want to risk getting stuck, uh, coming into my yeah. subdivision. So I met you guys at our local Sam's club. And, uh, this is what happened <laughs> when, uh, when I showed up at the, uh, or 
you guys were there and I met you at the Sam's Club. So here's the uh, RV we're talking about. Here's the trailer. Nice, big, huge RV. Bigger than uh, the Christmas vacations. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. So um, I get there. I'm doing a little tour. Uh, Chad's walking me in the, the RV here. Gabe's in there. Lucky's in there. There's Lucky. Puffin pillows. The little, huh? the little short battle dwarf looking guy. And uh, Chad's back in the, the back bedroom there. And this is it compacted. Now, this thing, this thing opens up to really give you a lot of space. So once you get where you're going, you open it up. It's really roomy. Mm-hmm. So for six people traveling in it, it's a little, little crowded, a little compact. Plus, a plus the AC had already gone out. Somewhere between Florida and Nashville, so there's no AC going. <laughs> well, let's be clear: the the dashboard AC went out. The rest of the AC was fine. Yeah, but we could have used that so dashboard we AC. It would have come true. in handy. So there's got a nice little kitchen. You see up there, there's a convection oven, refrigerator. There's TVs. I mean, it's nice. This is a nice RV. We weren't let's, we weren't traveling. Um, by like paupers by any means. That's a nice yeah. looking RV. Look. <laughs> <laughs> Gabe, <laughs> you, <laughs> Gabe has sent the squatch a link to the uh, uh, our little session here. I didn't hardly recognize you with the the hair and the beard there. You look like Grizzly Adams, dude. Well, well, and I thought you know since y'all are talking Sturgis, Chad would recognize the shit. Oh, nice. Okay. I'm back. <laughs> I'm back. <laughs> my goal, my goal was to get the original leadhead or lead talking lead crew back together, but it just didn't work out. Can you so imagine if all us plus a six foot oh seven God. Sasquatch was on there too? <laughs> oh, can I tell you something? My favorite part about uh, him going two years ago was he's like, "No, man, I'll just I'll crash wherever," and I'm like, "Where?" Where in that RV can you fit? So I I told him the you know the bedrooms all yours. He's like, oh man, I really don't want to take up the bedroom, I'm like dude. And so he he lays on the bed and his feet are his his feet are still like two and a half feet off the end of. Oh yeah, the, my, feet, the bed. my knees, like my knees, were yeah. the edge of the bed. <laughs> I can't yeah. imagine you being in that thing when it's when it's compacted. That it was it was interesting. It, it looked like Sasquatch. Interesting exactly. to say the least, no doubt, no doubt. So yeah. Zeke is joining us, ladies and gentlemen. In case you don't recognize the the voice, it's been a while. It has been. So have you gone full Memphis now? You're wearing the Grizzlies shirt and. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm actually going to audition to be one of the MCs for the Grizz game. So we'll see. Nice. That you have to audition <laughs> to do that. Yeah, uh, apparently. <laughs> Maybe you don't. Maybe I'm just gonna send a random video of the Grizz, and they're just gonna laugh. <laughs> well, you look like a Grizz, so 
If nothing yeah. else, they'll, yeah. they'll let you be the mascot. Exactly. I'm like, just save the money on all the stitching and the fur and everything, and just I'll jump off trampolines into basketball hoops. There you go. <laughs> there you go. So all that right, was well, a. I just wanted to- I was going to say, so that was a little brief uh, view of our RV, our travel arrangements that we had there. So pretty nice. You know, we were set up. Chad did a good job uh, hooking us up there. But with six people, uh, it was a little crowded on the way up. Is he jumping off? I guess so. Oh, you you went blank there. Stick around. Don't leave. I'm trying to figure out. Like, I can see an itty-bitty thing of Chad, and I can hear your voice, but you're frozen. Yeah. (laughs) It's like yeah, I don't, see, I don't see you at all, Marty. I'm here. I swear I'm here. Yeah. I'm here. I'm right here. I think probably it, you know we've we've reached Skype's limit of <laughs> what it is of bandwidth. Yeah. So. Well, yeah, because it's from like 1998. Yeah, it's still <laughs> secure. It's still the most. Hey, I'm, I'm about I can see rocking the now. Karen cut for the next week or so. What do you think? Oh yeah, that's nice. Ooh. I think you should do it. It's right up there with MySpace. <laughs> I have a girl bikes t-shirt to go with that Karen cut. All right, so you guys picked me up in Nashville. The, the plans were the plans were you guys were going to spend the night, but as Ty pointed out earlier, Chad was running about six hours behind. So uh, they got there, scooped me up, um, and then we went to Nashville. Or Gabe was there too. So Gabe Gabe was on with me. He jumped on with me. Then we went to get Rick at the airport. And uh, Rick uh was sitting there kind of looking at his watch when we pulled in, like, where you guys been? Kinda. <laughs> but we scooped up Rick, headed out up to uh up was it uh, twenty-four, and the the adventures began. Yeah. So the first night Chad's driving, and is this the night that we saw the uh, the exploding shooting star? You remember that? Uh, no, that was on the way back. Are you sure that was on the way back? I'm positive. Okay, I just I remember that so so clearly. It was amazing, and apparently there was like a meteor shower or something on our way home, and that was part of it. It's like a two day deal or something. It's kind of cool. That thing is big. (laughs) I'm glad I didn't enter on that phrase. (laughs) That thing was big. (laughs) Huge. So we pretty uneventful, I guess, on the way up there. I can't remember really anything that stands out on the way up there. Um, But we get there. Was it Friday? Is that when we arrived, or did we arrive Thursday? No, we got there on a Thursday. Got there on a Thursday evening, after hours of apparently, and they wouldn't let us into the the campground. So we hold on, we we almost got there, but we had that little detour. Oh yes, we did have no, no. an event. The, I'm sorry, we it was Wednesday evening, not Thursday evening, that we arrived. Because that's true. The whole next day we had off. And then we had Gunfest on Friday. Yeah. And we, we detoured over that little town there. We had to stop there and hang out and check it out for a while. Yeah, we, yeah, a, we broke down. We had a fan belt that broke. And um, luckily, it was the at serpentine. one of our scheduled pit stops. And luckily, there was a big 
automotive uh, repair shop there that worked on RVs, right? Like yeah. 20 yards from where we were at. Right across the street, yeah. So that was fortunate. And uh, we pulled in there. So we, we, I don't know, what, four or five hours we pit stopped it, pit stopped there? Yeah. yeah. It was, looked like it was going to turn into the next day. Yeah. I, I love the fact that you refer to it as a pit stop because normally those stops were first urine um, or whatever at one person at a time. And then once we were all done, then it became food. And then when everybody was done, there had to be a cigarette break. <laughs> yeah. Every yeah. every stop seemed to be an ordeal. Yeah, Lucky had to had to get his smokes in. Um, you know, can't blame a guy for that. He's got got to get his nicotine fixed. But yeah, we somebody would go in for food, then somebody would go in to pee, then somebody oh now I got to go pee, and then yeah, Lucky get two or three smoke breaks in. But luckily <laughs> on this one. Um, you know, we stalled long mm-hmm. enough that we didn't get out on the road when this, this fan uh, belt issue arose. So we caught it pretty quick, was able to pull in there. And this was your your guys' first opportunity to to take your bikes for a ride. So it was a kind of a pretty cool little town. I don't even remember the name of it. Do you guys remember the name of it? I just remember the Puck You Bar and Grill. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, was it oh, there's a picture of it. Yeah. Yeah. P U K U. Ty even went off for a swim. I did. That was my first opportunity for a shower. So I, I went in whatever that was, the Missouri River or something. Yeah. I have footage of that if you still want that. We we remember waiting for you for an hour and a half. We remember. <laughs> Thus, Wait, y'all got it smelled good when I got on the bus, you know. So it worked out. Reinforcing Rick. <laughs> we waited so long that Lucky needed a cigarette when you got back. Yeah, <laughs> I think he was able to smoke a whole pack while he was waiting. On <laughs> right on Ty to get back. But you guys, that was that the first time you'd ridden your bike, Ty? Are you making fun of me again? Is that? <laughs> <laughs> First time he tried to start it. Apparently, yeah. That's true. That's when that happened. Try to start it unassisted, um, but he finally yeah. he finally got it started there. Gabe pulled out the the drone and got some nice drone footage of them riding. Yeah. Uh, and there was this cool old church that was in the distance. Um, yeah. Did you get all footage of that? F- yeah, all within FAA regulations. I'm a certified Part 107 pilot. Just clearing that up in case the FAA is watching. Yeah, I'm sure they're not. But <laughs> uh, the I'm sure it was all within the regs. Oh, yeah. No, I do everything by the book. Everything by the book, baby. So you guys rode around that town, and uh, Gabe and I obviously weren't able to, to see what all you guys saw. What did you see interesting other than the, the Puck U Bar? Uh, the Walmart food that Chad ate, did I not eat those burgers, the frozen patties? Where were those at? At the Puck You Bar and Grill. Oh, that was oh. their, that was their, okay. Hey, listen, that was actually a really good burger. I was, it, it looked way better than, uh, I mean, it tasted way better than it looked. Was it yeah, a carny? process. A carny burger? Is that what it was? Frozen patty and then a whole spread of butter on top of it on each side. Cheese. It was so good. 
I mean, you wash it, it down with a cold beer, right? Yeah. They do that. I mean, that's all that matters. That makes yeah. everything yeah, that, was, that was a cool place. We saw um, uh, along the way, and Marty, I'll send you a bunch of pictures. Um, what we saw was just a lot of neat uh, South Dakota landscape. It was pretty cool. Um, like kind of rolling hills and real flat, uh, lots of cows, you know, kind of typical stuff you could imagine. Uh, it was neat. And then we rode into a little tiny town and uh, met some super rude bartenders. Were they rude? <laughs> they were. Oh, yeah. Well, at first, yeah. Uh, they, they didn't like our kind. I don't think they liked Thai, really. It's because I didn't have a Canadian accent. That's what it was. So, so for our <laughs> yeah. listeners that, that can't see Ty, he's a, he's a bit metrosexual. Uh, <laughs> you see my seat? He wears the skinny jeans. Uh, he wears his shirts, little two sizes, too small. Um, but a good-looking guy. I mean, I, hey, I'm not knocking. Ty. Thanks, for, for you ladies. I, I would date you, Marty. You single ladies that are out there, he's available. Or are you? Yeah. Available. That's correct. There you go. So I'm showing some some scenery to our video audience here. Um, oh, nice. Yeah, that's the butt. That's going towards uh, full throttle. Of the oh, Happy that's Hawk Hawk. Which I climbed. Yeah, that, yeah. By the way, you climbed that. That's right. And you did climb. I'd, that. Like, I'd like to point out um, that I'll never stay at. Uh, I'm going. I'm, we're going to go back to Full Throttle, or the Pappy Howell Campground. If we go back again, I definitely don't want to stay at Buffalo Chip. That place is terrible. Um, it's great. I guess they have you know decent bands and stuff that come. The food was awful. The people were awful. Not the 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 residents. The, the carnies the that, that work there. Yeah. Yeah. With with the exception of um tony uh the owner's daughter she was great um but everyone else that worked there and our was just, two our two gate was, guys they were good yeah yeah the day shift on the gate was decent yeah was oh yeah that's yeah that's yeah you're right for sure but yeah it was just not a good experience uh and uh it, when you go stay over at the pappy hall campground you know if we go next year you'll you'll see what i mean it's just way more family friendly family oriented and just way more laid back and it's easier to make friends over there and the food's way better well, i gotta we say could get, I you think, could get in and out of it that's yeah. true you could actually get into your campsite that you pay for yeah so the last the last night that that rick and i were there i i went and you know i filmed downtown uh well, it was the, the night before we took the trip and rode around sturgis um after gunfest I came back in. It was like one o'clock in the morning. I tried to go in our normal gate, gate two or gate three, whatever it was. Two. Yeah. Two. And the guy's like, "Oh, I can't let you in," you know. And I'm like, "All right, cool." So I go back to the other gate right behind us, and that's the one that goes directly into that little campsite that's right there. And he's like, "Where are you going?" And I'm like, "In here." And he's like, "All right, man." And so I just drive right in. Well, then I just go around buy the showers and then i pull right into our parking area <laughs> instead of the guy who wouldn't let us in to the next gate who wouldn't let us in because there was too many people so i was able just to go through another gate to get where i needed to go and it made no sense at all but it's whatever 
Yeah, so my experience or mine and Ty's experience with that was we, we got to the gate and I was pointing at the RV. You could literally see the RV from where the gate is, by the way. It was maybe, would you guys say? Right there. 50, it was right yeah, there. Yeah. <laughs> 50 to 70 yards. I don't know how many times and, uh, we said it. It's just right there. <laughs> yeah. And he wouldn't, he wouldn't let us in. And um, his reason for that was there was too many people walking around. And uh, not, not even like 10 seconds after he says that, this like 30,000-pound giant forklift that was offloading all the trucks drives right down the road that we were trying to get to to go to our RV. I'm like, this guy can drive a forklift that he can't even see anybody, first of all, because yeah. it's this giant forklift with a big load in front of him. Called last. <laughs> and I'm on a, I'm on a 500-pound motorcycle that I can turn off and push and walk, and he wouldn't even let us through. That's the power trip that guy had. It's crazy. He finally let us wow. through because I was so much, but it's just ridiculous. And, like, we can't come back to our campsite that we paid for if you come back to the gate at 7 o'clock, 7 p.m. So did you guys get the, the did you get the explanation as to why they were doing that? I, I talked to a guy, and he said that it was two years ago or last year uh, somebody got run over. You know, and I guess that's I like when all the concert people start showing up around that time. It gets a little heavier. Yeah pedestrian traffic so that yeah, was their they, reasoning into why didn't they let you go in the main gate and ride all the way through the crowd yes <laughs> they, <laughs> they forced you to go all the way around to the front and come all the way through the back side to ride to literally ride through the entire crowd to have as, a more as opportunity to, to run over people yeah yeah instead of going 100 <laughs> yeah that's probably why that person got run over last year. Yeah. But hey, here's the upside. All of those people have a future at the motor vehicle department. Well, they got a <laughs> they got a future at Sturgis. Uh, you know, at least once a year they're going to get hired for something, so. But that aside, that aside, um so we get there and they won't let us in. Um Speaking of not let us in, we should probably also talk about those amazing VIP passes. We're gonna we're gonna get to that. We're gonna get to that. <laughs> okay. all right. We've not experienced the VIP yet, so okay. All right. So we get there and they won't let us in. They're like, you just gotta get in line right here and spend the night. So Chad pops the the camper out, and we're there for the night, and then we go check out the the surrounding area. And there's a pretty cool little bar there. What do you remember? What that bar was called? The first, the very first night, it was. Oh, uh, Rick took a lot of footage there. Yeah, so it was at the at the Buffalo Chip, and uh, they had some cool bikes in there. It looked like they had a one made up from Easy Rider. The, yeah, yeah. I don't think it was the original yeah. bike, but it was one that looked like it. It was kind of cool, and they had some guitars and some other stuff in there. And, uh, wasn't very crowded at all. Again, the crowds haven't started to to really arrive yet and they're still doing some setup and and things like that and we're just kind of walking around getting the lay of the land and ty and i walk out and just to see if there's any any food vendors that are open and we see this vendor that's got a light and we walk up to to the vendor and ty tell that story sure is this where we met uh the famous wife of the producer of uh, Bone Thugs and Harmony or something to that extent? Something to that extent, yeah. He, <laughs> he like, yeah, co-wrote co one of their songs or something? I don't know. Yeah, yeah. The, the story is quite a stretch. It was, like, a twice-removed cousin who wrote in prison this story and reached wow. out or something crazy. 
Um, yeah. And then they came to Gunfest. We saw them later, right? Yeah. So we, you know, we were talking to the lady and telling her what we were there for about Gunfest. And I mean, we did our part in trying to push and promote this this Gunfest thing. Anybody and everybody we saw, we were telling about it. And uh, she's like, "Well, my husband likes to." shoot guns and that's where we got into the bone thugs and harmony uh connection and i was like well you guys come by we're at the caltech booth i'm chad just just come by and <laughs> find right. me that's right i'm chad that's <laughs> right i'm chad Enos. come by and find me and we'll let you shoot some guns that's so. when it started everybody was chad Enos after that we name dropped you constantly <laughs> <laughs> You should be getting hashtag the Chad on everybody's post. Yeah, couple parking tickets too. So other than <laughs> other than that, um, and Lucky going around to everybody um, selling his chain art, which he's not shy. Mm -hmm. He he's probably oh. one of the best salesmen you could probably find. But he's very passionate about his chain art, and he would go up to anyone and everyone and talk to them about his chain art, especially the bartenders, because I think he would work a little deal with them that if they would sell something, he'd cut them, you know, a little deal. We'll in on the, the sale of it. But I remember that one day because behind us where we were camped out, all the, the, I don't know, the bunnies, the Buffalo chip bunnies were staying in the RVs behind us and they would walk through our campsite every day and Lucky would be there waiting on them uh, <laughs> religiously, but they would all gather around him and and listen to and and you know he wasn't scaring them off or anything. So kudos to to Lucky for not being shy at all. There's one, yeah. There's an example of Lucky's chain art, Celtic. Nice. Yeah, it's pretty cool. He's talented, no doubt. He's trying. You got another one? What's the other one there? You gonna hold these that are uh, these have been sitting outside my office for a while, so they're a little. It gives them that patina. <laughs> I like it. Yeah. You need to That's get cool, some. He, you need to get some of those LEDs put in there. He's good. Yeah, definitely. So our first night, kind of a bust. Uh, next morning, we get up. And, uh, again, we're getting told three different things on how we're going to be able to get into this event. Somebody's pointing us to the left. Somebody's pointing us to go straight. Somebody's telling us to pull out and go back around to the back gate. Um, so eventually Chad just makes a command decision and we just bust on through. Oh, I got one too. Oh, did you get one too? Look at you. Yeah. It's a little iPhone or, uh, you know, tablet holder. You set it down right there and it holds your stuff. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Oh, that's cool. So Gabe's holding up uh, some chain art. He's got uh, a little iPhone holder with a spark plug as the Yeah. So it just the brace for it. Nice. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. So we get there the first I guess this is our official second day. We weren't really there a whole day the first time, but uh and like Chad said, it, the gun fest hadn't started. They're setting it up and talk about Talk about our first day going to uh, to Sturgis. Did you guys get out and ride that day? I can't remember. I don't think we did. Is Chad frozen? Yes. Chad's frozen. Am I frozen? There we go. Can you're, you hear me? You're unfrozen now. Okay, we rode. Uh, I mean, uh, I'm jumping forward a 
little bit, but we only got to really ride uh, maybe a full day. Was that even a full day of riding? I'm not, I'm not sure we even got a full day in, but that's yeah. that's all we rode the whole time we were there. We we actually didn't stay long enough. Uh, There's a lot of things that happened uh, during the week while we were traveling home. Um, but, uh, I mean, we were primarily going there for Gunfest. Yeah, and uh, uh, anyway. I'm showing our listeners now, this is the 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 first day where everybody was setting up. They are still getting things set up. So it was, they had yeah, they, a really nice they, they, presentation. They, Talk about how they had the stage set up. Chad. Uh, when we were finally allowed to come around to our uh, our site, uh, I looked over there, and I don't think they had had the Gunfest banners up yet, so it just looked like a huge stage, and I thought maybe that's where the bands were playing. <laughs> it was so uh, extravagant for you know a, essentially a, a range day. Our RV is so right, they, there, they, right there, right there. <laughs> right there. It's just right there. Yeah. <laughs> Right yeah, there, they did guys. a great job. Uh, the guys that organized that did an amazing job of uh, the presentation for sure. It's just uh, they were very limited on marketing time, so they had 90 days to promote it. And um, I don't think they got a ton of help from the campground. Uh, but uh, no, I don't after, think I don't even think the campground knew about it. <laughs> no, they they did. They just couldn't. They just couldn't. Have, they didn't have any resources to really kind of help market it, but um, from what I understand, they were really impressed with it. You know, once the thing kicked off, so next year, now that they know what Gunfest is all about, uh, I think they'll probably put a lot more effort into it because it's it's definitely an attraction uh, for that particular campsite. Um, and if this keeps going for a year, you know, year after year, people will come to that. Yeah, if they continue to have it at the same location, if they move around, then it's going to be harder for people to find it. Yeah, I I don't want to stay at that campsite, you know, next year, but I I certainly wouldn't mind Gunfest being in that same location because that was a great spot. Yeah, it seemed to be, and they could they could handle the parking. You so see, they got plenty of parking back all around it there. Um, Absolutely, and the Buffalo Chip one thing that they do well is uh, advertise um, all the different events that happen. So if they if they take this on and they put it on the Buffalo chip website and promote it in all the, uh, different market radio markets and stuff, um, it'll definitely be a really big deal. Uh, as long as the people from Gunfest make a few, uh, little changes to it to make it a little more, um, customer friendly and, uh, yeah, it'll work out great. Yeah. So Ty was talking earlier about the, the VIP passes. I think we can get a, picture of his right there so you see that thing for our video viewers around yeah. ty's neck there how did that thing <laughs> i was excited to wear that so when we checked in they gave us our exhibitor badges and this vip badge it said vip and we asked him you know what what's this do and he's like gets you in all the vip areas at buffalo chip mm. and then there's like is that the concert too because there's like this huge building in front center stage that's for VIPs. And they're like, yeah, you can get into that too. So keep that in mind as we keep telling stories. <laughs> <laughs> so just, uh, but for our video uh, viewers, I just showed you kind of a pre-set up there what, what the stage looked like. I didn't get the front of it. 
Uh, we probably got some more pictures that's got the front of it, but it, it's got a huge TV as you're approaching, and they're playing music. And every day before they start the event, they they play um, um, Stars and Stripes, and uh, you know everybody takes their hats off and they kick it off with a big boom with uh, Tannerite. So they had some Tannerite, nothing like you've seen at IV eighty eight. 88, but uh, it's a start. Y'all didn't explode a, uh, a refrigerator? Yeah, with the door that came back and almost yeah. decapitated somebody? <laughs> no. <laughs> so I did give him this idea. Uh, Zeke, you'll appreciate this. Um, we we tannerite, we blow up um, a uh, Honda Goldwing uh, at the back <laughs> yeah. of the range. Like, just detonate it to where there's literally nothing left of it. And I want it to be a thing, like Friday, Saturday. Saturday and Sunday, as Chad freezes up. <laughs> that Caltech internet, man. <laughs> Tell George to get off the internet. Tell him you're recording. It's that, it's that Cocoa, <laughs> Florida level stuff. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but anyway, so lots of ideas for this event. And, um, for sure. as we, we talked about, you know, it wasn't heavily attended like we're, we're typically used to, but again, it was their first time doing it. And if they listen to all the vendors, then it can be probably one of the premier gun events of all time. Agreed. No doubt about it. I agree. Yeah, I've got a, I've got a bunch of footage. Um, I've got actually what I'm looking at right now. I don't know if I can share, share your screen. Footage. Yeah, you can share your screen. Yeah. So this is a pretty cool. Uh, we GoPro Chad while they were riding. Um, it's kind of a cool shot. It just looks good. Uh, let's see here. We'll hit that button. It's gonna be, it's gonna be something super stupid. Watch this. <laughs> no, it's not. It's not super. I'm actually from I'm Gabe actually, probably. <laughs> see it? Uh, yeah. Yeah, we see your screen. <laughs> It's, kind of a cool it's gonna be driving stays or something. Oh, here we go. Let's Is this where I fix my eyebrows? <laughs> Do you lick them? I did. <laughs> <laughs> There's Lucky over to to Chad's left, our right. Let's see if we can get Ty back there somewhere. <laughs> Sportster, man, I'm way back there's, there. There's Ty's bike as we normally see it. <laughs> I have a question. Yeah, yeah. Did, were, were y'all brave enough to ride in Illinois again? <laughs> where you went airborne in nineteen? Oh no, we, no. We got airborne. No, in we didn't ride Kentucky. Yeah, yeah. We did a little airborne. We're going to talk about that airborne. Yeah, no, we didn't. We went. Uh, we went straight to Sturgis from um, from Nashville or Nashville area. Uh, so we didn't go up and across like we did, uh, two years ago with you. Oh, okay. Yeah. We rode, we rode across Wisconsin and the roads were just, they're terrible. And I was, I, I don't have a bike that has suspension. They're all rigid frame bikes. And we were hitting these, uh, what were those Zeke? Like just, they were just like, like they weren't really potholes or maybe they were potholes that they filled in with, you know, blacktop asphalt and it, it made like ramps and there was one point <laughs> I was riding behind Chad and of course I've got this cush cloudy road glide it's just like a cushion everywhere you go and he's on his rigid 
And he hit one, and I swear he was six inches off the ground, both wheels. <laughs> and I was just Jeez. like, okay, we got we got to put him on the trailer. <laughs> yeah, we were going eighty, and I mean, I, I definitely felt that in my kidneys. <laughs> that's a little that's a little rough. Kind of feel like the RV ride too. <laughs> it didn't have a lot of uh, suspension either. No, no, it's just noisy. Probably, uh. Probably like those girls shooting that shotgun, I could imagine. Just <sighs> hammering you every time. You got footage, oh. don't you? I got a kiss. Yeah. So, so yeah. set that up, Chad. Tell, tell everybody about all these guys and everybody we had, and then these two girls. And then I'll, I've got the video pulled up, Marty, if we want to see it. Okay. Yeah, share it. Go ahead and share it. All right. <clears throat> Here. So we're going to talk it? about how uh, guys – would say, oh yeah, give me seven rounds for the KS7, and then they back out well, after they shot. Let's set this. Let's set this up. So for this <laughs> event, Gunfest, um, the way that you were to get in is, you could come in free, I do believe, but if you wanted to shoot, they charged you. So you had you to buy ammo. You had to buy ammo, and I think it was like a twenty-five round card. It was like a buck yeah. forty a round or something like that, and you can buy as many rounds as you wanted to, and then you go to each manufacturer. And you say, I want to shoot that gun, and you tell them five rounds or whatever. Mm-hmm. So that's how that's how they had it set up, which we're hoping that they fix that. But go ahead. So this is a chick shooting the uh, KS7. Yeah. So this this is so so to set this up. So this girl shoots this KS7. Her and another girl came up, and they're like, "Hey, we want to shoot ten rounds." And we're we've been for two days watching grown men shoot one or two rounds and do a tap out. <laughs> okay. Yeah. That thing kicks like a mule. It's a great, great shotgun. I love the design, uh, but it, it's not friendly, you know, in, in rapid succession. Well, these two girls come up and they really put everybody to shame. So here she is. She's little. She's like five. One. Yeah. 90 pounds. Maybe. I would like to notate that we did not bring the ammunition. They ordered it and they ordered us just, some yeah a bunch of one substandard all right here we go ready and also they wouldn't allow the manufacturers down to uh, operate their own guns there's one there's no sound <laughs> look at that smile <laughs> she's like whoa did she shoot it 10 times well, her friend went first and shot, I don't know, 15 rounds, so she kind of had this competitive edge to beat her. Oh, my gosh. I think she's the one that knocked over the uh, steel plate. Yeah, like, she did right there at the end. I don't know if you could hear it, but she was she was hammering it. So, I mean, that's one of the aspects of the event that we were really harping on them on is that, you know, you can't really charge people to, to come to a range day. It's just that's not how it's no. done. Right. Yeah. And the fact that they weren't allowing the vendors to actually go down with the people shooting their guns and teach them and show them and talk them through it when these guys yeah. probably have never seen half these guns in their lives. The feedback, hopefully, again, <laughs> they will take the feedback and, and make it a better event. But we see the potential in this event. It's, it's, it could be something amazing. So that well, first... It sounds like it's... It sounds like it's night and day from the one they had over at uh, Full Throttle the year we went. I mean, we never really went up there, but we heard people talking about it. 
And they said it was just chaos. Like there was no organization to it. It was just a bunch of people with guns shooting into a hill. Mm. People yes. Can- That's what it's, it's normally just a range where you just bring whatever you want and you shoot out there. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that yeah, range right there is. So that's yeah, that's a gun range. Lot- it's an actual gun range when it's not Sturgis and people have classes out there. Haley Strategic has done classes out there in that that field where we were doing Gunfest. Uh, Pete Pye uh, with Defiant Munitions, one of our sponsors, his dad actually runs that range when it's hmm. when when it's not the the Sturgis stuff. But I g- I gave a ride to one of the campers that was in that campsite just next to the range. And he was telling me, you know, he's been coming out there for 12 years and yeah, that's what they do. They just go out there with their guns and just nilly willy go out and shoot into that, that berm. So he's like, I ain't going to pay money. I shoot free all these years. He's <laughs> like, but you ain't never shot guns like this, buddy. So go pay your money and shoot some cool stuff. In addition to the gun fest, everything that's going on at Sturgis, you know, we had we had access to most of it. Every night there's a concert that that happens and there's big bands playing. So the first night was Quiet Riot, the second night was who was the second? I can't remember who the second night was, but uh, Leonard Skinner was there one night and then Ice-T and Bone Thugs and Harmony was was one night. Um Bush was there. Lita Ford. Lita Ford and Rob Zombie. <laughs> Rob Zombie, yeah. Rob Zombie was there. Gabe's favorite. I think, I think he's got that the on Satan his show. playlist now. He's all about him some Rob Zombie. But uh, so, you know, this back back to the VIP passes. So the first night, we're all excited. And I think that was Quiet Right was the first night. Quiet Right. And we're all excited. Yeah. We're like, all right, let's get cleaned up and let's go uh, get in the VIP, get our seats before it gets, you know, crowded. So we all get over there and uh, we show him our badge and the guy's shaking his head like this. He doesn't really say anything, he just shakes his head. We're like, we got the VIP. He goes, I've never seen that before in my life. <laughs> he said, where did you get that? And we're like, we're with the Gun Fest. And... Uh, they said that this would get us into all the VIP stuff. He's like, well, you ain't getting in here because I've never seen that. You got to have like a white armband or something like that, he was telling us. And we're like, well, such and such told us, and you know, we're name dropping now, like that's going to help. <laughs> so such and such told us that we could come over here and, and get in. He's like, I don't know who that is. And you might want to call that person and find out what's going on. So Chad calls up, is it Dan? I believe you called up Dan, and uh, I'll let you take it from there. Uh, yeah, so I just got a hold of the Gunfest folks. I don't, I don't think I actually called them. I think I sent them a text, but one of you guys, might have been Ty, found out that the VIP passes are only good for Gunfest VIP, which there was no, there was no VIP. <laughs> but we didn't Gunfest. find that out until the we didn't find out till the third day. <laughs> yeah, we didn't find that yeah, out until so the guys, third day. Yeah, well, you guys kept trying to. Yeah, did get us into the food. Did get us into the food. This pass is going to get you into everything that doesn't exist, George. <laughs> yeah, but it, but they didn't tell us that because they kept telling us you should be able to get in. That's supposed to be good for all, that. and they kept telling us that it wasn't until the third day that they're like, "Oh, well, that's only good for Gunfest," and we're like, "Okay, what's VIP at Gunfest?" 
I'll tell you, it's it's blueberry muffins, potato chips, and bottles of water. <laughs> it got us access to the uh, the concession room. tent, <laughs> to the cooler, and and the uh, and the shitters. <laughs> they got us into the shitters, so we could go use the bathroom in their honey pots. Yeah, so they were they were pre- they were completely useless at the campsite. Which I mean, wh- why have a VIP pass if I mean, everything happens at the campsite. So I don't know if the organizers of Gunfest dropped the ball on that or if the people at uh, Buffalo Chip dropped the ball on that. But uh, either way, I'll probably get it corrected for next year, hopefully. Probably, hopefully. Yeah, who knows? But we did get in for Quiet Riot. They were able to squeak us in, and we get up there, and there's like five people. So then yeah, we, then and it was like five people. <laughs> and we figure out that the only reason they let us in was because it was a dead night. All the people haven't shown up yet, and it wasn't crowded. So they, they're like, yeah, just let them in because there's nobody there. <laughs> we, uh, for Quiet Riot. For Quiet Riot. Um, there was quite a few people down in the, the uh, ground level area, but nothing like the next few <laughs> nights. Do you just take I've your pants off? The whole time. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, did you have sorry. to squeeze the cheeks as you got up that last time? <laughs> I, I want to focus, Marty. I really do. But I keep seeing Gabe get up and nobody's commented on that he's in his underwear this oh, whole time. I'm not. I'm paying him no attention whatsoever. <laughs> yeah. but okay. It's his house. He can wear what he wants to. I didn't get a dress code. There's not one. There is <laughs> Apparently, no right. I've already had a wardrobe change. You know, I figured I should promote. You them. had a mic change, too. Thank God. And a mic change. Yeah. Yeah. Thank goodness. So the VIP uh, passes were useless after us going countless different places and getting shut down. You know, there's like the head shake. No, nope. <laughs> <laughs> we're like, okay, whatever. Uh, but there was this nice little natural spring swim hole that they had there. What was it called Bikini Bar or something like that? Yeah, I never went there. And we can you and Chad. We could get in there, and it was it was quite refreshing. Yeah, we were 105 degree days. You go and yeah. uh, jump in that little little swimming hole. I didn't go. I heard uh, it was a you know it was a big sausage party. So you guys kept on going. I figured you know Ty would have been there for sure. I didn't go there, man. It wasn't my crowd. I'm more of a full throttle guy. So yeah. <laughs> more of a full throttle. That's where all the metros hang out. It's full throttle. <laughs> I get it. I get it. Except for at the pool. You're not getting the pool. Trust me. <laughs> Did I get in the pool at full throttle? Yeah. At least that's what we warned. I don't think any of us got in the pool, did we? No, and if you get in the pool, just don't get the water in your mouth. Yeah. Is it an actual and wear, pool? And wear, and wear a condom. It's a swimming <laughs> pool. Yeah. yeah. And it's full. Packed. Not yeah. not because of not because of relations that you would have, just wear it to be safe in the water. <laughs> <laughs> no, I get it. I get it. But this was a natural spring, so it's constantly getting fresh water pumped into it. So uh, it Oh was, yeah. It was that smells nice. like a sewer. It's like a sewer? Yeah, it's fresh water, but it smells like a sewer. I didn't smell. I didn't smell anything. Yeah. Well, I wanted to get be in COVID, it, but I didn't. though, you know. I can't smell I was gonna it. say if uh Every guy on the bus ate something different, so the confluence of flatulence, flatulence on the bus, um, 
I, I could understand why your taste buds and your smell buds were shot. screwed up by, by they were shot. <laughs> hey, that's a... Uh, I'm sure my feet didn't a, help anything that's a, <laughs> that's a hint of Waffle House and Bitty Hanna. And cigarettes. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been Lucky's. <laughs> hey, did the shower work on the motorhome? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, it's Here's the thing, somehow, somehow Lucky that? not taking it Somehow lucky not taking a shower for days and smoking the entire time still smelled better than Marty's feet. <laughs> <laughs> Did you get that checked out, Marty? No, it's just normal. It's just normal not wearing socks with my shoes kind of deal. Yeah. <laughs> I think you need a tough acting to act in sponsorship. I need you to come do a, a, a scrub on my feet is what I need. You show me how to keep them metro and I'll i'll definitely do that absolutely so the concerts uh, quiet riot was good um leonard skinnerd was awesome bush opened for leonard skinnerd both of those were complete and the it was packed by then everybody had gotten in and uh, it was really cool so this is my first experience at sturgis at all and uh, we went to full throttle one day you guys keep talking about full throttle we went over there one day, and uh, it's it's yeah, it's a world of difference between the two camp campgrounds, and uh, two two different, I guess, crowds, I guess we could say, um, that occupy each one. So, I've, I've got some concert footage here. I can pull it up here, um, just to show the size of the crowds that were there. This is, I mean, granted, this is night one. Yeah, this not, uh, wasn't heavily attended on night one. No, it was pretty packed when I when I when Ty and I went to the the real VIP section. You talking about quiet there. the Quiet Riot concert? Was that? Yeah, Quiet was Riot quiet was night riot. one, and it wasn't that crowded. Well, the the opening band was crowded. I don't remember who opened for them. Um, yeah, I don't remember either. But Ty and I went up. We were up in the the VIP booth. And uh, we were hanging out up there. Man, I can't. You probably went by the uh, the blanket girl booth. <laughs> I actually blanket girl. Yeah, Ty. I think Ty got a part time job while he was there. He was always at this this booth that sold blankets. Uh, I assisted in sales. Is that what it was? Yeah, just <laughs> for good cause. That's us pulling into Sturgis. You got, do you got, hey Marty, do you got pictures of that that sunset as we were coming into Sturgis? I've got some drone footage of it. It was legit. Show it. Do a yeah, share, let me pull it up. Do a share screen. Yeah, let me pull this up real quick. I'll get that. I mean, it was that footage was phenomenal coming into Sturgis. Um, oh, there's our breakdown area. Uh, here, let me. Let me share this. The little small that? town on the way in. Yeah, so here's, uh, let's see. This is a little town we broke down in. Oh, there it is. <laughs> yeah. There's Ty after uh, he got his bike started. Yeah, this is where I told the guys, I was like, hey, look, do like 20 miles an hour when you leave because I want to I wanna grab this drone shot. And they're like, yeah, no problem. And just, they disappear. Watch. <laughs> I go to turn the drone around. That's that wasn't twenty. Because here I go. I'm trying to catch up now, doing thirty. There we go. And I could just barely catch them, and I was like, I give up. They're gone. 
It doesn't look fast from here because we're high, but they went they went up and gone. Yeah, we're uh, not getting a good girl? smooth stream either. There's that church I was talking about. Yeah, uh -huh. little church is cool. There you go. So Gabe is driving the drone from the RV, which is pretty impressive. There it is. There's that shot. Nice. He, f he flew it like he didn't own it. <laughs> yeah. Flew it like he stole it, right? Let me guess. It was yours, Rick? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that, that was, was pretty, pretty cool shot. That was a cool small world moment about a month or two ago, whenever it was you met Gabe. And he had posted a picture with you, and I was like, wait, that's Rick. Wait, how did, what the, <laughs> it was just one of those moments where your brain just short-circuits. How do they know each other? What did this, what just happened? What was really weird was I get this before we leave, you know, Chad's like, hey, you want to go to Sturgis, blah, blah, blah. I was like, yeah, I'd love to. And, uh, like, the day before, I get this text from Gabe. It says, hey, I hear you're going to Sturgis with the Caltech guys. I was like, how the hell do you know that? <laughs> <laughs> And he's but, like, I'm uh, part of the film crew doing the documentary. I was like, oh, shit. But, but Marty, you remember this. From the get-go at the beginning of Talking Lead, Gabe always popped up everywhere somehow, some way. It's like we'd be in a conversation. Groupie well, yeah, I've got a groupie <laughs> Gabe. He, we'd be talking to somebody in freaking you know Nevada, and they're like, oh, I've got a friend in Tennessee. You know Gabe Brennan? And we're like, "How the, what is going on? <laughs> It's like Gabe just found his way into every conversation we would ever have. Well, there's nothing <laughs> that Gabe hasn't done, you know? It's true. <laughs> Motorcycles, film, television, music, guns, uh, what else? Hunting, fishing. Opera. Rodeo. Opera. Yeah. <laughs> rodeo. He has done rodeo, yeah. Opera, yes, I have done opera. Motorcycles, I mean. and I was... Uh, uh, and it's like yeah. one of those people that tell you, like, oh, yeah, I've done that. I can do this, blah, blah, blah. And, oh, but then and, he's, and, he actually can back it up and tell you and show you. And, like, yeah, he's he's done all that. And and don't forget, he's, he's been in the Army. He's been in the Marines. He's been in the Air Force. He's been in, like, every branch. <laughs> every branch imagine. of the military. Except the Coasties. <laughs> except the now Coasties. they wouldn't let me in. <laughs> hey, rumor has it. That he once kicked Steven Seagal's ass, too. Oh, my. Do you have that footage? <laughs> yeah. Do you, that? do you have that training footage? So he actually yeah. taught Steven Seagal everything he knows. <laughs> yeah. And so he took on a new, a new apprentice on the RV, Young Ty. I think Chad has the footage, actually. Yeah. Was that on Instagram? It's on Instagram. I, think, I, think, I don't. I don't I remember who posted it. It's on Chad's Instagram. Yeah. Let me go to. to uh, that. And mind you, I'm out of practice, so this was more of just kind of a demonstration piece. You know, I was just trying <laughs> to get the, the stuff back in. I, I haven't done uh, Seagull style Aikido for years. <laughs> All right, here it is. Hold on, let me pause it. All right, so this is the um, Stephen Seagull School of. Ty can't do. <laughs> I don't see it. It's coming up. That's Hold how on. good. Uh, I was gonna say that's how good it is. You don't even know it's happening. You don't even know. Can you do it in slow motion since it's so fast? Here we go. <laughs> now, Ty, tell him. Tell him about the next three days of your life. How miserable it was after that. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, immediately after this, I had to go to the doctor and I had a concussion from your strategic <laughs> placement where you hit me in the neck there. What about the what about the blow you took that knocked you to the back bedroom back there? Luckily, that footage was deleted. No, was so, it? Yeah, Chad got rid of it. Otherwise, he would have posted that too. Look, I, don't, I think in, yeah. in regular speed, you're not appreciating what's happening here. I actually hit him over a hundred times. <laughs> <laughs> See the bruises on his arm? Oh, yeah. Oh, actually, Gabe, you have a picture of that bruise on my shoulder, right? Um, yeah, I don't have it on me, but yeah, there is a there is a picture of it somewhere. Oh, this is what oh, we were that, waiting for, Chad spearfish? at Spearfish. Oh, I love Spearfish. Spearfish, and you got some, you got some drone footage of. Uh, of that road too, didn't you? No, that that is illegal. Uh, that's yeah. a federal somebody. Uh, somebody sent you some footage that they had taken. It wasn't you? Yeah, somebody had some footage I pulled off the internet somewhere. We'll probably put that in the video. Yeah. So talk about this the this area, spearfish or spearhead. What is it called? Spearfish, spearfish Canyon. Canyon. That's George. Yeah. It's Here we go. George. This is awesome. <laughs> I didn't see this. this is so nice. Chad cracking a bush at the falls. It's like an old Milwaukee commercial with one dude. Did it make the noise when you cracked it? Did it go bush? Nice. Yeah. When somebody says it, it doesn't did. get any better than this. <laughs> you see that look on his <laughs> Tell me y'all took y'all took Marty down to Deadwood, didn't you? We did go to Deadwood. We did. Died. Yep. Uh, that was another uh, day. And Zeke, you're coming this year, man. No, I'm coming next year. This this yeah. year was still recovering from divorce and sold bike year. I'm saving for money for bike next year. Okay, good. There's Marty in Deadwood. So here's with some, his friends. The only people that would so hang not, out yeah. with me. That's all not the Marty standing with them, Deadwood. <laughs> There it is. <laughs> There's the there the town. Mm. That was a cool town. So they were setting up for the big legends ride that day that we were there. So there were some celebrities. Yes. And uh, what's her name? The uh, governor of South Dakota actually went on that ride. So we probably should have planned Nome. to do that. Christy Nome. Yeah. And then we went to this so restaurant. I, it was a pretty cool restaurant. Yeah. Jacobs or something like that. Yep, oh, Jacobs. Yeah, here's uh, some more pictures. Historic Deadwood Bloody Nose Saloon. I love it up there. Yeah, it was crowded as all get out, but it was pretty cool. Lots of casinos up there. I didn't realize they had casinos there. Yeah. So Lucky oh, yeah. walks into the casino and sits at the roulette table. Worst odds in the house. And true to his name, doubles up his money and walks out after like four guesses, and uh, yeah, yeah. And every one of them. <laughs> so funny. Gabe and I, we sat at the couple's slot machine. That's right. And, uh, <laughs> lost about forty dollars. Yeah. This was the uh, little bar restaurant right next door to it. But yeah, it was a cool little town. We didn't spend a whole lot of time there, but uh, it was. It's kind of cool. Then we went to the falls. This is the falls. 
Yeah, we'll have to do some real exploring next year because I didn't get to take you even. Metro. <laughs> a fraction of places. Is that what that is? <laughs> is that Steve Irwin? Steve Irwin. Look at his size of it. Crikey. <laughs> Look at him. He's There were some goats down there. That's what I was trying Let's to get. get my birthday. Everybody's trying to avoid those goats. There's the two little white specks up there. They ran across the road. Were there not as many people? Because that little shot of spearfish, like when we took spearfish, it was nonstop fight. We were lucky to get a gap to get back in. Oh, okay, gotcha. It was definitely thin. Uh, was it? It was later in the day when we were there. So we mm. wanted to we wanted to get back to Sturgis because uh, you guys wanted to do some shots of the the sunset and stuff over Sturgis. And then while we were there, we ran into this. Was this a 1922? 1922, yeah. Harley Davidson. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah. The guy wrote it. Well, he didn't write it there, but Did he, he really? wrote it. Around. No, he oh, yeah. wrote it around. But still, I mean, it was functional. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's his daily rider. Yeah. yeah. There he goes. It's, it, it actually starts better than Chad's bike. <laughs> it does. <laughs> <laughs> Wait yeah, a minute. You've had three years to fix it. You, it's, it's still having trouble starting? <laughs> Which one? Oh, no, no, a different bike. I sold that one. Uh-huh. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. I've got footage yeah. of Chad doing that exact same thing on his bike. <laughs> I've got another bike. I don't think he started it that go-around, but he went back and he, he got it started again. And uh, I think it's it might be this footage right here, but there was a couple, an older couple on a a big bike like that, and they both were had oxygen. It doesn't, doesn't stop anybody from coming. They all come. Yeah. I think yeah, this, this is, is the, the lifter should be running right here. Yeah, you can see them. Yeah, it's running right here. Look at them things, man. Those rods and it's so cool. Oh, that's awesome. That motor had such a great sound. Very unique. And you can't see it, but I got I got video of it right behind the the right behind the light and the forks is the original bar and shield on the stem. Like there's an original. Bar and shield. It's right. Well, you can't see where I'm pointing, but it's right behind that headlight. It's on the this on the actual frame. It's yeah, right behind out. the horn, right behind the horn and the light on the inside. There, is, it was it was the coolest thing. I have never seen one up close like that on a bike. The original one. And then there was this guy with the antlers uh, on his. Oh bike. yeah. Uh, For a second, I thought it was Zeke. I was like, oh man, Zeke's here. <laughs> <laughs> He looked like a bit Viking, like even his skin and everything. Like he looked like he just came out of a Viking war somewhere. Mm-hmm. Looked like he just the came off the mountain. So here's some concert. That's there you go. Stuff. This is the uh, Gabe Satan worshiper guy, Rob Zombie. He loves. Yeah. Well, there's a there's a I mean an obvious statue of Jesus right here that they were mocking. So don't. I, I don't mean, think they were mocking not, it. Jesus crucified. Hey, it is a cross, tribute to the, the uh, Catholic the, Church, Gabe. Tribute yeah, with the devil church. dancing yeah. around on stage. Whatever. Where's he? I had the a picture of that big, I had a picture of the devil. Maybe there he is. Big twelve foot tall. Yeah. The devil. Not nothing unusual about that. No. Yeah, just inter, just, a, just entertainment. Just right, entertainment Marty? from Rob Zombie, baby. Making yeah. his making his billions. And then this, Zeke, you'll appreciate this. I saw this the very this bike the very last day. This was a a Marvel done up bike. Ooh, yeah. 
Right. I hate the big wheel. I hate the big wheel in the front, but I love the Marvel thing. That's awesome. Check it out. I mean, this dude spared oh, like no comic. expense. That's cool. That's an expensive bike right there. Oh, no doubt. But the stuff he's put money in is like stuff I would never do. Like I'd love the paint job. That's awesome. But like the big wheel and then the the saddlebag like dropping to the ground. Look at that's the just, seat. I don't know. Look at the yeah, seat. Yeah, this is this oh, is what cool. hardcore hardcore bikers ride bikes like this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This doesn't give out any mom's basement vibes at all. No. It does it it, it, it it's not something that they just take to the local bike show and then back home and that's it. No, well, they did have a museum there, and this might have been one of those museum pieces too. No, they did not let that in. Oh, I no, bet they, they did. Yeah. That was probably front and center, their prime attraction. So that was cool. I enjoyed that. That's awesome. That made I my the, uh, I, my trip. I dig I dig the scheme. I just don't dig the the mods on it. Yeah, I get that. I get that. Should have been more Captain America looking bike. Yeah. yeah. I, I just feel like it's a. It's a giant underoos ad, is what it is. <laughs> underoos, you know. I rock my underoos still. <laughs> if they made them, my size. Hey, did, did y'all see the dragon man riding around? I I saw uh, somebody posted a picture of it or a video of it, and the guy has done up his bike similar to this, but it was all looked like dragon scales and had a dragon head on the front, and then he was decked out head to toe. In like a dragon cosplay uh-uh. costume thing, yeah. I saw it while y'all uh, were up there. Somebody posted on. Gabe it. definitely would have had a, a satanic panic attack if he'd have seen that. You can find you can find him on social media as Dragon Man. He actually owns a massive armory, and uh, really, wait, it's, the, it's that same Dragon range. Man from Colorado Springs. I think so. Yeah. yeah. Oh, because we we Marty we know that Dragon Man because we went out and did Circle the Wagon. At his range. There you go. Yeah. Oh, that's that guy? Yeah. But I didn't know that's the same dragon man. Yeah, he's that's got cool. yeah, he's got he's got a dragon themed uh seventies uh shovel I think no, it might be it's like a sixty nine shovel. That's the, it's a yeah, giant dragon. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> hey Leadheads, White Settle with Seal One. Just here to talk to you and tell you a little bit about our product. Seal One CLP Plus is a bio-based, non-toxic product. It comes in a paste, liquid, aerosol, and pre-saturated bore-specific patches called Seal Skins. They all do the same thing, just different methods of application. The best way to use our product is to start with a clean firearm. And there's two reasons why I say that. First, you start with the Seal One CLP Plus by field stripping your firearm and covering the entire firearm inside and out, bore, barrel, everything with the seal one clp plus you'll see how easy it spreads around you'll want to wait about 15 to 20 minutes then you come back and you want to wipe it all off so you see how easy it is to put on and remove and the second reason we say to use a clean firearm is you'll find that it's not clean we're going to pull out more carbon that's been left behind with whatever product you've been using before okay it takes about three cleanings so i like to say a clean shoot clean shoot, clean shoot, just normal usage before the Seal One CLP Plus has removed whatever product that you were using before and has seasoned the firearm. It's kind of like breaking in a cast iron skillet. And after that first cleaning, you will notice a difference. And with each successive cleaning, you will find that it gets easier and easier to clean. Seal One CLP Plus is a dry lubricant and is designed to work as such. 
you will find that malfunctions are virtually eliminated when used properly because the majority of all malfunctions are caused to carbon buildup. And with the Seal 1 CLP Plus, the carbon does not build up. Seal 1 CLP Plus is safe on all metals, plastics, composites, polymers, rubber, wood, and leather. Seal 1 CLP Plus is a one and done formulation. No other products are required or needed to clean and lubricate and protect your firearm. That's why we say Seal 1 and done. Seal 1 is a proud sponsor of the Talking Lead Podcast and the Leadhead Brigade. Use the code LEADHEAD for a 25% off discount. So, three days of the Gun Fest and then two more days, you guys filming. Uh, getting some shots from American Zealot Productions uh, with Rick there. Rick, talk about uh, what you guys were doing in your mission during this trip. Well, we were invited out by Chad, obviously, um, but it was to capture two things. One, we want to capture and tell the story of being able to ride cross country. And I think Chad's spot on when he says that, you know, that crowd out there is kind of Caltech kind of people uh, or gun kind of people in general. Um, and you know, it was kind of nice to be able to kind of capture that there was a cross section of Americana out there. It was, I think people have a misperception of what, uh, Sturgis is all about. You know, I think they think of it as naked women and, and biker gangs and that type of thing. I gotta and, say, I, I saw very few naked scantily clad women while we were there. I mean, for the most part, there was a well, couple some here of that's there, just cause but, you ha- you hung out at the wrong kind of places, but um, well, I think it was our campsite. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, but, uh, then the other part of that was that, you know, this being the inaugural year of gun fest, you know, we wanted to be able to capture that too. And so, um, Gabe did an awesome job of, of sticking a camera everywhere. You know, we had drones, we had GoPros, we had expensive production cameras and, you know, we've got a, just an absolutely crap ton of footage that we're going to weave together and, get some cool pieces out but um you know and i you know maybe earlier on it sounded like we were a little hard over on Gunfest, but i thought in all honesty for it being its very very first year um that it was actually really cool i mean there were there was a mom there that never shot a gun had her little girl there and the little girl got to shoot air rifles and the mom shot a pistol for the first time it was just kind of about every kind of person you could imagine oh yeah uh, showed up I thought it was a pretty cool event. I, I do too, and I think the event itself—nothing hey. against the event itself. It's you know, Marty. Yeah, Marty. Tell hey. them about the family that was. Trying- yeah, so there was this this family that came in. Um, I think they were from California or S- Seattle, somewhere. But their kids had—they'd never seen, and I don't think the father had either, a real gun in their lives. They in real seen- life. In real life, they've never yeah. seen a real life gun. You know, they've seen them on TV and stuff, and probably very little then because it seemed like they were very protected. But uh, they were very willing, and the lady was an attorney, um, but they were very willing to sit there and listen and learn and uh, and take part. And you know, it was just it was good to see people like that come out. And then, of course, you had the the extreme opposite of that. You know, people that have shot guns, own guns all their lives. We had this one guy who was a uh, a Korean vet. And, um, you know, he, you could tell that he was a paratrooper the way he was walking and, and whatnot. But, uh, you know, he came out and, you know, shot just everything Caltech had. He absolutely loved it. 
To clarify, he was a Korean War vet, was not a Korean, Korean vet. I Korean thought the vet. same thing. I was like, Korean War vet, or was he actually Korean and a veteran? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, you did not think. You knew exactly what I meant, so kiss my ass, but you know what I meant. Um, something that Rick said. And then we even had... Oh, go ahead. Uh, we even had... Um, geeks that were that were out there people that were you know not into guns at all that were into you know call of duty and stuff like that they came out and they you know they were getting real life gun experience and they're like you know this is this is amazing gabe wants to say something you're muted gabe yeah i, I like lucas bakken that's what you're talking about <laughs> yeah but he wasn't there was he <laughs> no he doesn't leave the ranch yeah he doesn't leave the ranch for fear of uh Anyway, shot. yeah. Anyway, we're not gonna talk about Wait, that. Hold on, let me watch Gabe real quick. Make eye contact. But you're spot on, Rick, <laughs> in that this event. But I think you know, as far as what for the vendors, I think it kind of left a bad taste in several of the vendors' mouths for what they had to pay to attend this event. Uh, you know, versus the return on uh, their investment. So hopefully, they can see the potential and you know overcome that for for next year's event. Yeah, I think when the footage, I think when the footage comes out, we're able to capture that. I think it, it'll it'll come out pretty cool. Yeah. Well, One so. thing Rick was saying about Sturgis as, as a whole is something we discussed the last time was it's. I almost feel like they put out this crazy wild party fight biker naked people vibe, so not a whole lot more people come because you get there, and and it's the most chill, relaxing vibe there because. You know, everybody that has ridden a motorcycle understands that there's that wind therapy aspect. And you're going out in some of the most beautiful places in the country and riding all day and getting that therapeutic vibe. And then you get back and, yeah, people are getting drunk, but, you know, nobody's slinging fists and just fighting. Everybody's just laid back and, hey, man, this is awesome. It's the safest place in the country for sure at the time. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And it's not cosplay. So don't wear no. your Sons of Anarchy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Gear. <laughs> no. y'all, y'all didn't get Marty and bring him like a son to Anarchy, Anarchy Cut to wear around. <laughs> I knew better than Should that. <laughs> he could have ridden on the back of Ty's bike too. <laughs> Been his Marty's backpack. Sports, so uh, overall, you know, a great experience. I'm glad I went. I appreciate the opportunity, Chad and Keltec, for for making it possible, and for Cryptech also making it possible. My good buddy Chris Brooksy over at Cryptech sent me my uh, attire to wear for the event. This arrived after the fact. Uh, this was here when I got home, so I didn't have this to wear while I was there. So I had to wear their fishing gear, which uh, clashed, I, I guess, it. a little bit with the leather. <laughs> Did you like yeah, it? Yeah, I've always you got a lot of it's on it. Yeah. I've always thought, and even when the Navy came out with their blue camouflage, how brilliant it was to camouflage yourself if you fall in the water so nobody can see you to rescue you. <laughs> I've, always, I've always thought that was the smartest thing ever. It's more to prevent the uh, shark attacks, I think, than than anything. Do you uh, do you think that next year they could give you um, something to wear every day? Ooh, I had Just something get- different every day. <laughs> You were changing. You, de- you the wore clothes? the same socks every day. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> I will definitely get to new shoe inserts uh, for the next one. Uh, Maybe you could get lucky that deal. I was trying to find a picture of me in the uh, 
the Celtic or the Cryptic uh, attire. But Celtic had shirts there. You had some cool shirts. Surprised you're not wearing your yeah. shirt. And then Rick surprised everybody. And Rick is, uh, he has his own steel, I guess. Can I say that? Is that, it's not an illegal steel, I make right? my own bourbon. Let's say that. Okay. He makes his own <laughs> bourbon and he brought his bourbon. Um, let's talk about your bourbon, Beowulf. Yeah. Well, we, we partner with, uh, legally partner with a company <laughs> out here in Eugene, Oregon called Heritage that allows you to kind of create your own swill. And uh, we approached uh, Keltec again. You know, you think about uh, the kind of people that uh, are our kind of people. A lot of them enjoy, um, you know, a good bourbon. And so this last year, I, you know, I don't know if you guys realize the original Keltec, the first name of the company was um, Grindle. Uh, which I never really knew the history behind the name. And then uh, when we started talking to him about, hey, we ought to make you guys a bourbon. And uh, it's not something that you can sell. It's only something that you could give away and just only give it to people that come out and visit your facility, that kind of thing. Uh, uh, Chad and, and Derek and all of those guys said, hey, we ought to call it Beowulf, which I've learned is the – is." Grindle and Beowulf are arch enemies or whatever. And it's like, uh, I didn't know anything about this, but it's kind of like He-Man characters and Beowulf is kind of the He-Man of, uh, of uh, the Nordic world. And uh, so anyway, we created that logo for him. It's Beowulf, uh, single barrel bourbon crafted with American conviction. Um, but it's a pretty cool flavor. Um, it's a, Traditional bourbon done in a, a heavy charred oak, American oak barrel. And then uh, on the back end of it, uh, when it's being prepped, uh, uh, it's infused with uh, charred oak uh, uh, a port flavored stays. So you got uh, kind of a vanilla taste on the front end and yummy. and, uh, and uh, port on the back end. It's, it's, yummy. it's really darn good. Can we see that bottle again? Chad, have that bottle. Do you have the bottle? Let me uh, switch. I'm Where's sharing Chad my at? screen. Did Chad bug out? There it is. Yeah. No. Hey, so so Zeke, when you were posing for this, um, when they were drawing mm -hmm. this of you, yeah. um, did you actually get in costume, or was it just kind of like an after-the-fact <laughs> likeness? They, they had to drug me and hit me in the head to get me out there, so I, I don't recall. That's his all. actual so. attire he wears every day. What are you talking about? Yeah, that's, 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 that's what I was wondering. I didn't know if it was like, if it was festival or if it was just like, you know, you just showed up like that. Yeah, yeah. No, no. We, we actually, uh, we actually put some of that in um, uh, flask too and had the flask engraved so he could, Chad could pass out a few of those. So <laughs> I was looking for my flask. I like it. I like it. And we, Love so them. if people want to get this, uh, Rick, is this something that they can buy, or is this just something you do for the love of no. it, and only your good buddies get? get yeah, no, it's uh, it's kind of really a only a buddies thing. Um, you know, I think if they go out and take a tour of the Caltech facility and they like you when the tour is done, I mean, so you didn't ask too many stupid questions, um, then uh, maybe they'll let you go home with a bottle of it. But yeah, we we try to we try to travel around and and share the good cheer. But no, 
or don't ever sell it. It's just kind of gifted to people we like. Yeah. Well, I didn't get one. Like I said. <laughs> um, <laughs> See where we stand, don't we, Gabe? <laughs> Poor Gabe. So, Gunfest, last day, we pack up, you know, everything went good. The very last day, there was actually some pretty good attendance. It picked up because uh, we were going out into the crowd, which was fun. I enjoyed this. We got we borrowed a razor from Silencer Central. Uh, me and Jeremy from IWI, Ava from Gun Funny, and um, Tori with Silencer Central went out and grabbed a bunch of hats and T-shirts and koozies. And we were going to all the little places around the Buffalo Chip, the the bikini bar, the uh, the shops, and everywhere, and just handing out hats and telling people about it, and you know, really pushing and promoting it. And there was actually a radio that station that was set up, and they did an interview with us, and we got out on the radio and was telling people about it too. And then that last day, we had a a decent turnout, you know. Um, still not as, as big as we had hoped, but showed a lot of promise and, uh, it was really cool. Another thing was the hours that they had at eight to three, you know, that's something else that we talked to them about is, you know, might want to start a little later and go a little longer with this crowd. Um, but, you know, hopefully they'll take all that to heart and, uh, let's talk about the trip home, the exciting trip home in the, the RV. So, Gabe and Rick catch a flight back. They don't. They don't have the luxury of riding back in the RV with us. Uh, so the foot smells and the farts and all that. They get to. <laughs> they get to miss all that. But it was a little more comfortable with just four people, uh, three drivers. So Chad, Ty, and me were rotating out while Lucky got to sleep and uh, sell his art online. It and was two drivers from. And then, then, then down to two. <laughs> yeah, that was fun. Once you dropped me off, but uh, somewhere around Kentucky, after I don't know five six hours in on the drive, and keep in mind, you know, driving all the way up there, all you know, all this stuff going on at Sturgis, we haven't had a lot of sleep. Do you see? I'm building. I'm building up my excuse here. Uh, <laughs> So we get to Kentucky and the Nashville exit is coming up and I'm missing it. And I'm like, oh shit, there's the exit coming up. And I'm doing like, how fast would you say I was doing? Like 60, 65? Uh, 65, 70 is what we were running pretty much, yeah. Yeah, because that thing won't go much over over that with the pedal to the metal. It will, but you got to be going downhill at night in the rain. But yeah. yeah you know. And then the owners will call you. <laughs> yeah, they had it on yeah. GPS. They were tracking. So if you go too fast, they'll call you. Uh, so you know how you on these off ramps, they have this this big wide area that kind of peels off and is like, okay, this is where you shouldn't be getting off any longer, kind of deal. It's the triangle. Yeah, the triangle. Everyone knows what they are. Never- so I didn't. Uh, I wasn't thinking this through clearly and uh, forgot that I was in a. <laughs> a 70 foot long RV with a trailer full of four bikes. And, uh, and I'm thinking, should I do it? Should I do it? And Ty goes, dude, that'd be a bold move. If you did, that's all it took. <laughs> so I cut it over in, 
in the RV. Uh, and the bikes are still on a trailer in the back, right? At this point. Uh, at this point. Well, we yeah. hope. We're hoping. The, <laughs> and uh, everybody's kind of panicking. I see it in the back. I say, no, the trailer's still there. I think think the bikes are on. So we get off the next exit and uh, pull over, and thank God they're all still on there. Doesn't look like you know anything really happened much, and then Chad goes around, starts inspecting everything, and yeah. So I got a little bit of Lucky's luck on that one um, that I didn't have to <laughs> buy fifty grand worth of bikes. Oh, thank goodness. <laughs> so needless to say, that was the end of my driving career for the RV, and uh, I guess <laughs> Chad probably got to drive all the way back to to Florida. I'm sure he didn't trust anybody else driving. Yeah, he gave me about six hours on the way back. It okay. wasn't so bad. So you did. You drove a little bit. You helped him out. Yep. And he woke up a little bit. So, anyway, we made it safe and sound. Um, Nothing, uh, no harm, just no fouls. And what did we learn from our trip? Get more sleep. (laughs) Didn't you not learn that the first time? (laughs) No. Apparently, I forgot all about it. What are some things other than more sleep? Wait, wait, wait. Hold on. We completely forgot to mention where our RV was parked the entire time we were at Buffalo Chip. Literally right behind the main stage where all the bands played. Oh, right behind it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so when it, when it was time to go to sleep, there was no, there was no sleeping. Oh, wow. Now, whether we went to the concert or not, we got the concert. Yeah. I think I got a picture. Yeah, I'm looking for that, too. And don't forget, after the concert was over, we were right by the uh, Portageons, so we got to hear those experiences. Yeah, we got to use the right, VIP. We were, we, were right, we were also we were also at the exit gate, so every single bike that was in Buffalo Chip that was going somewhere else rode right past our RV until four o'clock in the morning. There's that bike that I was telling you about from that first night, our first night. Yep, it's easy rider. There's the stage yes, they... from the VIP area. <laughs> oh, the real VIP, true. Oh, here's another thing. No guns allowed at Buffalo Chip. What? They don't allow, they don't allow firearms. They don't allow you to bring in your own drinks. They don't allow you to bring in your own Did they say food? Probably. Yeah. I think they said drink some food, but firearms? Yeah. You're not not allowed to bring your gun there. That's the wrong crowd to be telling that. They didn't, uh, exactly. they didn't have anybody wanding though. No. So I'm sure nobody listened. No. But still, it's a stupid policy. Like, why even bring it up? Yeah. So there's the the stage. Let me go to the other direction. Go the other direction, camera, and you can see our our RV. Oops, is right over here. Let's keep going. It's around the other side. Keep going. Keep going. There you go. Right behind that yellow bannered building right there with the yellow umbrellas. We were directly behind that. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. We were that close to the stage. (laughs) That was was fun. Craziness. You know what? All in all, it's never a bad time when when you get to hang out with five of your buddies. You know, meet meet some new people and, and have a good time just shooting guns and riding bikes. So... It we might a complain time. a little bit here and there, but it was it was pretty epic overall. This is some of the bikes that was in the museum before they actually had all of them in there. Yeah, I forgot to go in there actually. I didn't go in there after they had everything set up. This was a cool bike. This was right Ooh, outside I, the VIP. I should, 
I should have just ridden my bike in there and put the kickstand down. <laughs> it's the old Indian cheap tent, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. That's a big old motorcycle. So there's my uh, fishing attire. Went fishing one day. Yeah, that, that attire hardly looks out of place at Sturgis. Uh-uh. <laughs> Fit right in at Gunfest. Oh, there's that family you were talking about. Never, they had never seen a real gun. Yeah. They're from Washington State, by the way. That's what it was. There's the big W. Hey, I've got that, uh, I've got that aerial view from that drone footage that somebody took at the chip, and it shows our site where we're at and Gunfest in the background. It's pretty cool. I just happened to find it online. Uh, you want to pop that up on the screen? Yeah, let me show you. Let me quit yeah. screen sharing here. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so, uh, so this would be the chip here where they had the big chip stage. There's and then our this RV. is our right over here. And then this is Gunfest. So it's actually some pretty cool. Uh, somebody somebody uploaded this to the internet. I just found it while we were talking. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah. That that's our RV right there. That's cool. Yeah, there it is. I I'm actually, I don't know. Oh, it looks like they're gonna get a close up. Did they know we were there? Oh wow! They're uh, they're zooming in they're, on us. They're just checking us all out. Okay. Well, anyway, that was uh, that's where we were at. And so you can see that the gate here. And they wouldn't let us in just to go to right here and around the corner. <laughs> but look at the proximity to the portage on. You guys can't say that the <laughs> VIP passes didn't pay off. Oh, we got oh, into yeah. the showers, too. <laughs> it got us into the showers. So we got to take showers. That was nice. Yeah, I mean, had we not had our own bathroom, then I could see how that VIP pass would have been important. Well, I didn't take a dump on the, uh, the RV the whole time. Oh, I did multiple times. Yeah, it smelled like you did. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. I was trying to cover up Marty's feet. <laughs> <laughs> it worked. <laughs> it definitely worked. So good times had by all. So final thoughts on the the Sturgis trip. I'm going to go around the the table here and get everybody's thoughts, and we'll start with metrosexual tie. Excellent. Excellent. So uh, I'm going to admit that. I'd never even heard of Sturgis before going on this trip. That's how metro I am. You never even heard oh, of it? Wow. I didn't even know. I heard of Daytona, but not Sturgis. I'm just going to throw that wow. out. Yeah. And I bought a bike, the Sportster, the 1200, a day before the event. <laughs> so you before. rode up on a girl's bike. Okay, cool. I did. And I got a t-shirt <laughs> that says, I love girls' bikes. So I'm on yeah, That's on my Instagram, actually. Yeah, yeah, throw that out there. Let's see that. Um, but what I found interesting about it is that none of us were the same. We were all different people, and we shared this bond of guns, and I grew to love motorcycles. I'm already making mine a chopper now. It's not even working because I've ripped it apart so much. Um, but it was just such an interesting experience of bonding with all you guys and having the customer interaction with guns. Um, I think there's a lot that Sturgis can improve upon, and we're knocking a lot of it right now. But it was a good experience, and I think there's a lot of room for growth. Gunfest can can improve upon. Yeah, gotcha. Yeah, yeah. I knew sure. what you meant. All right, Gabe. What about you? Um, man, I uh, you know, I I was I was excited to go to Sturgis, but he was so excited he hung up. Yeah. <laughs> 
So let's go to let's let's go to Rick. <laughs> I uh I, I would say that you know uh, this being the second time I've done it uh, with uh, with Chad, uh, uh, each time it's a very cool experience because you're right uh, when you talk about the fact that you know it's a very eclectic group. Uh, we all come from kind of different backgrounds and different experiences, but we have these amazing things in common. Whether it's faith, whether it's uh, you know love for country whether it's guns. Um, and so, you know, when we're on the ride, nobody's safe. You can kind of see how we, we poke fun at each other and, and, uh, you know, and it's, everybody is kind of deserving at some moment, um, along the way. So it's a, it's a great time. I, I actually, um, slept through a lot of those concerts and I know you guys found that hard to believe. Um, (laughs) they would come back like, how the hell is he asleep? Um, but uh, I I just really enjoyed myself, and it was great hanging with you guys again. We we got to get everybody back though, so the whole band is together. Get the band back together. I like it. And then add one member. Get a big bass player there with with Zeke. Chad, what are your right behind me? I'll bring it. <laughs> well, let's finish. Let's go back to Gabe since he got cut off there. Go ahead, Gabe. Yeah, I I hit the wrong button apparently. Um, yeah, I I was pretty excited. You know, um. Sturgis is one of those places that, you know, I've been on bikes since I was 19 and it's one of those places that you want to go and, and really, you know, um, and check out. Um, and the bummer, the bummer for me was, is that I sold my bike a week before I got the phone call from Rick to go to Sturgis. And so I had some stuff come up and I'm like, well, the bike's just sitting here. We've been working a lot lately filming, so I don't need the bike. And then Rick calls me and says, hey, you want to go to Sturgis with me and, and run a camera? And I was like, you've got to be kidding me. Like, I just sold the bike. And uh, but, but the benefit of it was, um, was getting to see Sturgis, you know, through the lens and being able to capture some really great material, some great content, uh, not only for Caltech, but the stuff that we picked up on Gunfest in, in general was amazing. Um, the interviews that Rick did with the, you know, with the promoters of Gunfest and and everybody involved, I think that it's going to be some great stuff to put out for, for everybody to check out. Um, and I, I enjoyed the brotherhood, you know, the bonding. Um, I haven't I haven't really done a whole lot of that in a few years where I just hung out with some dudes and did dude stuff. We did do dude stuff. <laughs> There's no, no doubt about it. Chad, what about you? So I definitely took a lot of mental notes of what I want to do differently next year. Um if we do it next year. Uh, but uh, all in all, I think everything that you guys said is very accurate. Uh, I really like the bonding. And one thing that, um, I noticed is, um, I brought lucky up there because I wanted to expose him to his crowd. Like the, his artwork is perfect for that, you know, for that venue. And, uh, he'd never been there before. Never been to. Never been to Sturgis. Never been to Sturgis. Never been to Alaska. Disney World. You cut out. Never been to. Lucky never been to. Continue. He'd never been to Sturgis. So, uh, you know, he doesn't have a car, so he rides his motorcycle to sell his art. One thing I just thought was really cool was uh, everybody else, you know, besides me, was very supportive of him, like, trying to do really well there you know and get his artwork done so I mean, that that showed a, a lot of support for him i thought that was really cool 
the, the whole trip in general, even the breakdown, you know, those, those are the things that make memories, you know, you know, at that point we got to get the bikes off the trailer and go ride out and see, you know, small town and, uh, experience, uh, just the middle of nowhere, which is kind of the whole point riding a motorcycle. So just lots of memories. And I'm sure that those things will kind of flood back. The, you know, the more time goes on and we think about it and, you know, review all the pictures and see the footage that, uh, Gabe and, and, uh, Rick got. Yeah, um, I can't wait to see that, what they put together. It's going to be, be cool. Yeah. So for next year, I think, um, one thing that I'm going to now require is that everybody that goes to Sturgis actually has either rented a motorcycle or has one to bring. Uh, because I really, he really, I really, I really, he really, I really, he really, ride someone else's bike. I really, really don't like your bike. A cool tricycle. Really, really likes. Really, want out of the closet. <laughs> I don't. I don't think he's. I don't think he's paused there. I don't think he's internet. I think that's really him thinking about. What he's gonna say next. I really. I really. What is he? <laughs> so, so Chad's lost connection. He's not coming back. There he is. Am I back? I really. There we, we know you really. Something. Really. So yeah, I just. Um, I really think that takes riding together. Takes that bond to the next level especially when you get up in through the mountains and get to really experience sturgis for for what it really is uh up in the black hills and all of those rides so motorcycles are oh. required for everyone next year there did y'all not do needles no we didn't get to do any oh, of that man. stuff i know i know so i definitely want to uh, make Marty sure that, <laughs> yeah and you know since gunfest is now an established thing and we are able to um better handle it next year you know we'll be more prepared for that i'd like to plan for obviously for gunfest to be to do better there and then also stay longer so that we can actually enjoy the uh, the rally itself yeah. and all that and so it's not just all work we also get some time together so if we're going to travel 2,000 miles we might as well you know take advantage of that and and get some good time in yeah, I agree. So my take on it, uh, first time I've ever been to Sturgis. I'd actually heard of Sturgis before, Ty. Uh, first time I'd ever been, and it was – so, again, you know, the way that you, you perceive Sturgis is this big biker, booby fest, drinking drunks, you know, everywhere kind of stigma. That's kind of what I was expecting, and that is completely not what it – what it was about especially with the area that we were and i'm sure it's there if you want that i'm sure that's that's out there but i was very impressed again with that amount of people in that small of an area that got along and i'm not just talking about us you know and and our diverse group but just all the bikers and all the people because you had doctors and lawyers and you had ditch diggers and you had actual real biker gang people there that that coexisted and what were you shaking your head no they're not gangs they're clubs clubs okay biker gang clubs 
No, 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 no. <laughs> they're not criminal organizations. They're motorcycle clubs of enthusiasts. And I'll bet there was probably riding. some criminal organizations that were there too, but uh, they all they all coexisted and got along. Is my Just point. Just the three letter I, I still have my Hell's Angel T-shirt from when we went, and we walked into this little store. And I'm talking to the guy, and I'm like, oh, what are y'all raising money for? Oh, kids, and this, this, and then I get it. And then the guys are telling me, oh, yeah, you, you bought a shirt at the Hells Angels shirt. You don't ever need to wear that anywhere. <laughs> the, only criminals, the only criminals that were there were the people that were selling those eggs and potato burrito plates. <laughs> <laughs> those were the real dollars. Agreed. Prices are ridiculous. To your point, I would try to get up uh, – each day, I had a little seven-mile course that I would walk, you know, just to yeah. to get up and do something. And I would I would get up and walk each day, and I remember a couple of those days is like a hundred and four, you know, it was hotter than crap. Yeah, and, and the morning uh, time is already that hot. Yeah, I, I would be telling you how many people would stop and say, "Hey, hey, do you need a ride?" <laughs> and I go, yeah. "Like, no, this is intentional. I'm out on walk." And then they would look at you like you were stupid, um, which probably was, but. No, everybody was like, I. people would stop just to make sure that I didn't need a lift, you know, when I was out on the road walking. It was pretty cool. Yeah. And I didn't see any any fights. I uh, saw one accident, um, and I don't know what caused that. So, but just just the the amount of people in that one small area and for there to be as little chaos as, as what appeared to be to me. Um, Are you so it's talking very about impressive. Dave's? Gabe's accident, I think that was just gluten. My <laughs> what <laughs> Blue's pants To, put in, <laughs> to yeah, put in perspective, for people that don't uh, really know what Sturtis is, about a half million people go on a normal year. And on an anniversary year, it's about uh, a million, million plus. And uh, just at our campsite alone, um, there's, I think, 60 to 80,000 people that camp there. So if you can imagine that many people gathered together and you're not seeing and it, and it it's also basically the safest place you can be in the country <laughs> during that time yeah it's, it speaks volumes to the type of people that are there again like like gabe was saying i mean you get there i mean expect to pay some high prices uh, for stuff because it ain't cheap uh, up there but uh, yeah i think the real but that's the only time they make their money during the year because if you go any other time it's just you know it's just kind of tourists driving oh, through to oh, go see mount rushmore or you know, something like that. And I highly encourage that if you don't ride a bike and you want to go up there, don't go during Sturgis. Go, go some other time of the year. Yeah. But, uh, you yeah, know, that's, that's my two cents on it. I would love to go back and I would love to uh, ride a bike next time I go. That would be, that would be good. I didn't set up the podcast. I didn't do any interviews from there. It wasn't very conducive uh, for that, but I probably could have. I probably still could have set up and, and recorded and done some stuff because it wasn't that loud. Um, you definitely should next year. Yeah. Uh, at least at gun Yeah, at least at the Gunfest. Yeah, so, you know, that that could be a possibility. But uh yeah, definitely would love to go back to to Sturgis and see some of the other things that you guys kept talking about that we didn't have the opportunity to to go and the full throttle area seems, you know, we spent maybe a couple 3 hours there and uh again, that crowd just seemed more like you could mesh with and talk to cuz we just walked up to this table uh, of people it was like and there were some empty seats and uh, Gabe and I just walked up to this lady and we're like hey you know you mind if we sit down with you we've got a group of, of guys and do you have anybody else joining and she's like yeah, yeah I actually I've got you know my family that's that's coming but y'all are welcome to come sit with us and 
we met a whole other group of people that we wouldn't normally have have gotten to meet, and they were really cool. Dude, I was wearing this shirt. Good times and, motorcycle, yeah. Yeah, and she goes, "Hey, are you from Hayes, Kansas?" And I was like, "No, but I rode through there last year on my ride to California and back uh, from Nashville." And she was like, "Well, we're from Hayes, Kansas." You know, and so this I whole table of that. people from this little bitty town in Kansas. That's kind of what's unique about Sturgis is, is you got people coming from everywhere and, and they're all there for a commonality. So it's like, you know, you're you're in good company for the most part. You know, the people that you run into, they're they're there because you're you're all there for the same reason, the love of them of motorcycles. Yeah. Yeah, or the love or just, you know, a lot of patriotic people there. Patriotism, you know, overflowed, and and I really right. like or like, that. like Ty, the love of men on motorcycles, you know, like that's, <laughs> that's why you're there. The, the love of a real, real manly bike, yeah, yeah. So much. I can't tell you how many times he said, I'm gonna hey, you ride my bike and let me ride yeah. with you." So yeah. I'm gonna outgrow it this year, and then I'm gonna give it to Marty for next year for him to ride a bike. Yeah, <laughs> you're gonna donate that one to me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just give it to me a few days ahead of time so I can uh, I can throw my Marvel stuff on it. <laughs> a, a Marvel Sportster, that'll do it. Yeah, that'd be great. That'd be great. Put skulls on it. So that that's all I've got for our Sturgis trip. You guys got anything else to add? Anything else you want to add to uh, to it? I'd really appreciate Keltec and Chad uh, inviting me along for the ride. It was a great experience, um, one I'll never forget. We um, got to know Ty on this trip. Got to Reno, Gabe and Rick, and you know Lucky. Well, what a what an awesome dude Lucky is. I mean, just the way his mind works is deserves study. <laughs> he should be studied. <laughs> He's a unique individual. I like him. Uh, anybody else got anything last to add? That's it. Zeke. Mgs.edu. <laughs> That'll be twelve hundred dollars. You can bill me. I'll bill you. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I know how that works. So, but leadheads, um, listen to the show, listen to the AK corner. We're giving away that BFT 47 from century arms. You have until September 10th to get your entries in to win a century arms, BFT 47, their, uh, AK 47 rifle, hundred percent made in the USA. And, uh, I want to see your post on Instagram. So go listen to the AK corner to find out what you got to do to, to enter that. I'm not going to tell you here. I've said it on the past five six episodes so if you're not in tune you just snooze you lose i guess yeah. I, I would say marty is to maybe if you want give out these guys instagrams and so people can find that other context we've all got stuff from you that we're posting yeah we're absolutely Gunfest. yeah so um, give the trinity film uh sites well um so so on this one i worked for rick at american zealot productions you can find him on instagram american zealot productions uh, most of the content that I got, I'll go through there. Um, and then you've got, you know, Chad from Caltech and Ty. Ty doesn't do social media um, except for uh, for Grinder. He's Grindr, on that was it. fans <laughs> only or only fans, something like that. You can go see yeah. his content. Yeah. Um, and then I, I'm at Trinity Productions or Trinity Films, uh, Tennessee. We've got some cool stuff coming up too. Um, but if where you are you guys going to post the Keltec stuff that you put together? Is that going to go on Keltec site and they're going to post it? Or yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, put it, I'll put it on Keltec chat and Keltec weapons, and then um, we'll probably uh, do uh, if Rick 
puts together a neat promotional video or something like that for Gunfest. We'll also have it on our website and just about everywhere. YouTube, yeah. Okay. We'll be doing that. We'll be doing both of them. So, very good. Yeah. Very good. And and Zeke, yes. give give your give your info. Zeke underscore Stout on Instagram and everything else. And then uh, MGS is uh, Modern Gun School on social media on social media so go check out the squatch and uh, we'll have him on again soon too Um, loving the hair (laughs) thank you getting back to the old talking i'm i'm growing mine out again too Uh, but lots of good stuff coming up on the podcast i got some catching up to do since i was gone for two weeks so i owe you guys some some show and some content and it's coming i got it lined up so never fear but until then, if you've got questions, you got comments, you got jack wagon submissions, lead head brigade heroes, talkinglead at gmail.com. And I'll be looking for your messages, lead heads. Until then, as always, keep your loved ones close. Keep your firearms closer. <laughs>